this fit in my mouth or anywhere near me. It's like the wedding ring is kind of like a mask. Y- yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it keeps it's more effective. Can you hear me, Pam? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah now, yeah. you have been trying to date. Remember one time I brought one of my friends over to your place and you were just screaming at him, you're fuckable? For 30 minutes? Yes. Well, I was. I don't remember that because I was I uh, blackout it. drunk, I'm sure. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a very uh, – that seems to be a common COVID thing for Pam to do. <laughs> but I, I am trying to, to feed myself as well. Uh, yeah, so now we have multiple microphones, and we're going to figure it all out. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, yours works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. We'll switch them and then the everything. Yeah. Now we've now we've got it going on. Now we've figured out the whole juju. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So dating in COVID very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Just that from every man in the fucking room. I mean, I don't really. I'm not into like the whole dating app thing. So that was different because I haven't really been doing that before. Yeah. And I don't know. It's weird for me. I've never, I've never internet, I've never internet app dated either ever. Have you ever had a profile? Yeah, I, like oh I made some when, oh okay. when COVID started because you know. I I had <laughs> two yeah. months in. I've yeah. had profiles before, but like it never, nothing ever come through it. Like I just, I I'm horrible at replying to texts or messages or anything like that. So it's like it just, it doesn't fucking work. It's a like whole only different language. The though, only way I've t- used Tinder, this is a true story. The only way I've used Tinder is I got all my guy friends in a circle, and we uh we'll put a preferences towards male. And then we all found <laughs> each other, selected each other, and we used it as our own private chat rooms. Oh, that's cute. That's, that's really hilarious. smart. That's depressing smart. too. <laughs> smart and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> they got people on co- on uh, the dating app. I don't use dating apps because I have self-esteem. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> me too. But um, they got on the profiles. They're like, I have antibodies or whatever, and like that apparently works. Wow. <laughs> I mean, whatever I mean, you gotta do. <laughs> I got my back. I'm actually afraid to take the vaccine only, oh yeah. only because I'm a very, very sensitive person, and not just emotionally, like physically. And I'm often allergic. I go into anaphylactic shock for many reasons: ampicillin, penicillin, a variety of things, weird dyes, desiccants in coconut. Anyway, so I'm afraid that there's something in the vaccine, in mm. the juice that delivers it that might hurt me. So I want to see, I want to wait and see just because I'm one of those like 0.001% of people that like the thing that puts the pill together, I go into anaphylactic shock. And the crazy part is a lot of people have that same, uh, you know, mentality that you do, but you're one who actually has reasons for it. I heard, I was, I was watching uh, this uh, 60 minutes story and uh, the uh, general who's in charge of like distributing all the stuff. He said that 40% of nurses, 60% of nurses don't want to take it, mm. and 40% of doctors don't. So if our fucking professional healthcare care workers don't want to take it, mm. what does that say about the general population? You're also forgetting that Pam has smoked cocaine boogers. Have you ever questioned the nature of your own reality? Yeah, like every day. Like I'm constantly existential, so I'm overthinking everything, I'm sure. But also – Think like if I get stung by a bee, I have about ten minutes to live. So, like my views on mortality are—I mean, I have—I uh, have very serious views on mortality, and I don't want to die because I did take DMT once, and I did talk to the aliens, and mm-hmm. I realized I don't want to die. I want to stay alive as long as possible. So, I walk. I try to eat good food. I try not to drink too much. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I only do cocaine on people's birthdays. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm really locking it down, okay? Pam, 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 technically it's somebody's birthday every single day of the uh, year. Okay, find the loophole for me, Hunter. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's, that's what great. I do for my friends. Yes, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Wow. Anyway. COVID, like, you know Frosty's dating. death hurt me more than everybody else oh, because of that. It's oh, <laughs> I know. Oh. It's, uh... I, I still haven't really come to grips with the concept yet. My favorite story thus far was uh, Patrick Ford, who owns the Alameda Comedy Club. A year ago, he said that Frosty gave him a bag of shrooms for him and his wife, and they took them somewhere, and they lost them. And Jesus. on Christmas morning, they found this bag of shrooms. This it's year? a miracle. I know. Well, it was like the – uh, so miracle. obviously, Frosty is now the patron saint of lost drugs because, <laughs> like, some Roomba that they had, like, pushed out the drug. Like, on the morning that he died, they found the shrooms. And the I was like, oh, my God. Those were the shrooms that uh, they lost. Frosty's ghost visited their house and gave them more fucking shrooms. On Christmas that's morning, Frosty's I trying know. trying to talk to them, dude. Ghost exactly. <laughs> I was like, that is a majestic story, and I 100% believe that. And I feel Frosty like we should. Frosty, the red nose dealer. <laughs> 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 no, the gift. Too many gifts. I mean, how many times was I, uh, was I, was I paid in things I wanted other than money? How many times was I paid in something I would have spent my money on? <laughs> That's just taking up the middleman. That's just economically smart. Yeah. Time mm. management right there. Well, it's yeah. he was a hustler. Uh, hustlers, game you know sees you, game, baby. You game sees game. Yeah, one of your uh, jokes you say, like, oh, you were talking about Frosty. You, that was your joke about Frosty. Like, you yeah, yeah. pay his food. Okay, well, then my whole point is moot. <laughs> I only got I only got food poisoning once from those free chicken wings. <laughs> That's oh. enough to never uh, go to a place again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but as a as a food I only shat myself once. I'll go back. But <laughs> as a food safety professional, I should have known. Like. It was, I came to Bricks and it was like 11 o'clock and I already knew I'm oh not yeah. getting a BART home. I'm getting either a ride or I'm sleeping in Oakland. And there was a, there were all the food was still there, except it was like the dregs of the food and there were chicken wings in the thing. And I was like, mm, I'm doing it. And I mean, four hour chicken wings at 140 degrees. I mean, it's just harboring. If Arby's was going business. Foodborne illnesses. Okay. <laughs> you know, Has anybody ever gone and bought food at Arby's? I 100% believe that Arby's is a drug front. Oh, yeah. I've oh never yeah. seen a line. I've never seen a line. Exactly. Do you know why Arby's is called Arby's? Because they make roast beef. R-B. Oh, my God. But they changed That's it to A-R-B-Y-S, even though R-B is roast beef. That Fucking is the dumbest, whitest thing. I've ever fucking <laughs> Because I motherfucking love some Arby's biatch, like those roast beef sandwiches with the cheddar cheese on top. Oh, don't even talk. Uh, it's like this it's like this beef that isn't even beef. It's like it's like it's Which like is why I don't beef. eat there. Oh god, but it's the same thing as Subway. Subway is the same way with their meats. It's not real meat. It's like all the meats put together and then they make it yeah. into like all the meats are a bologna. Even chicken at Fucking Subway is Pam, bologna. That's it's a lot about Arby's. Chicken. I would rather eat at a place that fucking, you know, paid a pedophile than Arby's <laughs> first. <laughs> that says a lot about the quality of food they have. So wait, uh, let me just make sure. So they, it was RB originally, and then they just added letters for what? No, no, they, it, the reason they called it A-R-B-Y-S is that it's RB, which is roast beef, because they originally made roast beef. But instead of just calling it R, letter R, letter B, they called it A R B Y S because oh. it's cute. I'm gonna start a no, chicken tender place. <laughs> 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 Is it though? I mean, I, I guess. I mean, yeah. 
are these? Are these? It's uh, it's but it's fake. It's not even. It's roast beef bologna. But that's the thing is when you, uh, there are these other meats as a child that I always wanted to eat. My mom was like, no, we're going to the deli. And I was like, oh, I don't like that real turkey with the real, <laughs> it's a real turkey. That I is like the most the white privilege thing I've I ever know, fucking heard. Right? Mm. I know. And I wanted the cheap, I wanted like the 42 cent thing that you get from Food Co. That's like, it says chicken and it's all folded up together and it's like. Oh, not bologna. Bologna's Good going to the vaccine. Chicken bologna. There's all kinds. It's just. I don't have a problem with processed meats as as long as it's now as an adult. I like them when it's like head cheese is amazing. If you go oh to yeah. like a real place and you get real head cheese, it, that's legit. But that's healthy processed. That's not commercially processed. Like do I you guys know what head cheese is? I do not know. Okay. I'm pretending okay, to know yeah, right now. <laughs> okay, so this is the best thing. So you can take a pig head or you can take a cow head and – you scrape all the meat off the head. So the cheeks, which are the best part. The cheeks are the best part of a lamb, of a cow, of a pig. They're the most delicious. They're fatty. They're great. But head cheese is literally the head meat. But because it's all like pieced and parted together and the gums and the tongue and all that stuff. And so you cook the head for a long, long, long time. And then you take all the meats and you pull it off. And then all of the bones and you pull the bones out. But they become a gelatinous goo. And then you solidify it like a ah it's so good it's like it's all Don't stop i'm almost finished <laughs> it's so it, it's it's all tendon and that tendon's like the juiciest fattiest most chewiest best part of any mm. type of animal it's like mm. and then with all the gelatin from the head and all the bones and then you make it into this thing and then you and then when you slice it and it's got those jelly bits in it oh my god it's really good <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i love meat I was uh, vegetarian for 13 years, so. I was vegetarian since, uh, since until I was 16, and then I had uh, Pan Express orange chicken that changed my weight. Oh, mm. that'll fucking do it. That converts oh, yeah. anybody. <laughs> I'm vegetarian uh, every January for the entire month as, like, a mental exercise. Huh. And that's it. You know, besides, after that, then actually I no pick out meat. January? Whatever. Never tried it once, ever. As a vegetarian. How are your poops when you do your no meat January? They what are, are poops? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stocked up for like a week, and then it comes out really quick. All right. You're you'd be an interesting case though, because I'm sure you drink as much as I do. You can never like uh, my more. my diet and my situation are never they the, the context never combined because I drink so much that and drink I eat so many spicy foods mm -hmm. that it's just like I'm just I'm just oh. hot liquid Pepsi all the time. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love spicy. My mom yeah. bought me like an entire case of hot sauce for Christmas. What like a I mom! I fucking love it. Yeah, that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Half of them weren't even hot, so I, I'm gonna. That is the least white thing I've heard. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. He's half Filipino. So um, you asked it earlier, <laughs> but what was the best Christmas <sighs> present that everybody got? Ooh, did yeah. anybody or Hanukkah gift or Kwanzaa gift? I don't know. Whatever Shintoism, whatever everybody. Uh, you start first, though. Um, I got two great gifts. One I got from Joanna Bateman, and she gave me a Venus flytrap. And I am – my cats and I are trying to hunt fucking little baby flies to feed this fucking plant. <laughs> we are working together. <laughs> and Tony Sparks gave me some Brandon Crawford socks. Aww. Aww. Don't Venus flytraps only close three times? No, well, life or something like that. So pretty much, you're trying to like shorten its lifespan. No, um, you don't want to ever touch them with your finger because you don't want to fuck with them. Um, they only eat live flies, 
Yeah. Um, and so we're trying to trap them together and stick them in there. But it keeps growing, and it grows in a swampy place. And maybe my place is too cold. I really want to keep this thing alive. Mm. I want to have this Venus flyplex trap for a while. I keep orchids alive, so I feel like they're similar in appearance. Maybe. Favorite uh, Christmas gift, Raul? Dude, I got, um, I got a Rob Zombie shirt. That was nice <laughs> from my friend. I went to um, I spent Christmas in Vegas with my friend because um, my parents don't celebrate. Um, I got Rob Zombie shirt. I got socks. But Vegas is not shut down. It is not. It's twenty five percent capacity. So Anyways. you got to gamble? Oh no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Yeah, but um, you yeah. can still gamble at twenty. You just can't drink. Right? Wait a minute. So you went to Vegas, and you can't partake in any. The only well, thing you can have to is see my friends. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. And um, I was in the out like outskirts north las vegas okay um it was the the shitty part i guess but it was it was great i loved Good. it um did a lot of heroin <laughs> oh don't do that come on <laughs> you're not supposed to do that stuff there's too much fentanyl and everything you got to be scared yeah. got to well, be scared let it well then you know what how about this i'm not going to tell you what to do with your life but just to make sure that whatever you buy you see someone else do it first before you do it hmm you know I am I mean? willing to be that guinea pig whenever you fucking <laughs> need no, me. No, don't be the guinea pig. <laughs> You're too now. young. I don't want any of you to die. So I gotta go find a nice seventy-year-old to, to test it out. Just, <laughs> just make sure that whatever batch you're buying, you've seen someone else do it before you buy it, so you. that you know that it isn't gonna kill you. Because mm-hmm. if it has fentanyl in it, you don't know. And there were there were three kids in the hate a year and a half ago that all thought they bought meth. And it had fentanyl in it, and they all died. And they were all just one, two, three, like they're dead. They're putting fentanyl in meth. Which is insane. Which is is ridiculous. But fentanyl fentanyl. and meth? What are you, why would you? You're already going to kill yourself off meth anyways. No. Slowly. Slowly slowly. over. I mean, yeah, after you can't feed yourself anymore because you don't have any (laughs) teeth left. Stop defending my father. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear your father's meth voice. Hunter, what was your best Christmas gift? Um, oh, don't know. I didn't really get any like really astounding Christmas gifts. I got like a bunch of little tiny ones, you know. Uh, there was nothing really that stuck out, so I'd have to go to with just money, which means I used that money to buy cocaine. Aww. So I technically got cocaine. Best Christmas gift ever. There you <laughs> go. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Rob, best Christmas gift. PlayStation. Fuck yeah. Using it for a job or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's oh, nice. That's what getting old is like. Yeah, you get blowjobs, all right? It's amazing. I take a PlayStation over. Nah, that sounds fucking weird. I don't know now. Fuck, I'm, I'm questioning <laughs> Dilemma everything. Dilemma of right every single man. <laughs> PlayStation or blowjobs? Oh. I just, I've never been a video game person, so I have no, I mean, I okay, so I get it that it's active and passive at the same time, and that it's something that you can immerse yourself in where you don't have to deal with the world, and a lot of people use video or screen time or, or TV or Hulu or whatever the fuck they use, Netflix as that, as that disengagement time where they're like, I'm not a part of this world, I'm putting myself somewhere else. Except that you're sort of active because you are engaged, you're doing something. So I kind of get it. You it's have like other methods of disengaging with the world? I read books. How old are you again? I read books and do drugs. <laughs> I smoke pot and read poetry. <laughs> like, I, like that's how I disengage from the world. I'm like, ooh. Um, but I don't. But I. But I could never play video games because um, I have linear dyslexia, meaning I don't know my right from my left ever. So mm. even as an adult, like 
if someone's like, which way do we go in a car? I bang the window. I'll like go this way or why? that way because I can't. I can't figure out. I can't remember that this is right. Why without are the thinking. smartest people in the world the fucking dumbest? Pam has doctorate's degrees, but she will get lost on a fucking street sign. Like <laughs> oh, I'm good with maps, but I just can't – I can't tell – I have to – it takes me a second to realize that this means left and this means right. Even though I know this is the way to go, I can't go turn right. I have to be like this mm. way, this way mm-hmm. because my brain – but it's the same way with video games. It's like yeah. up, mm. up, down, down, left, right, nothing. So when I play – I'm actually very astute at Tekken 3, Dr. B. Um, also <laughs> Eddie Gordo. Also Eddie Gordo because I put the player on my on my lap like um, like a piano. And I play it like a piano. And I just random button, just mash, 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 mash. Random button mash. And I'm almost unbeatable. Also in um, Soul Calibur and the soul still burns. Like random button play on that murders every time. Can I open up about something that just like that shows how much of an idiot I am? Like we all have that like really stupid thing, right? All the time. I've never memorized the months of the year in order. What? Never did. I sing a never song. Never cared to. <laughs> I don't even know about the song. Don't sing it to me. This is something <laughs> moment of pride. I, I've never memorized. I can go January, February, March, April, June, July. What <laughs> happened in May? I think you have some PTSD surrounding May. I, uh, my brother was born. I would remember that month. Everybody else is talking about that six four two hundred seventy five beast. He wasn't that, guy. that big that when he was born. Like yeah. my poor mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd forget May too. He was born February. I, I don't. Oh, I don't okay. know. Nothing really happened in May. I just. I never memorized it. Well. Oh, don't fucking judge me. We didn't I'm judge. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not. I just. I. Back when I was a kid, we had to memorize all kinds of shit from numbers and in that thing, the whole memorization table up to 12 Zs. We had to know that all wrote and like Bible verses. There was all this stuff we had to memorize. Days of the week suck because they all end in Y. I can't do that. There are seven of them. But it's 12 <laughs> months. Etymologically, <laughs> 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 you forgot five. It's a big five. Etymologically, you can break down the days of the week because they're based off the Norse mythology. Memorize them mm. in Spanish. Which are also Well, then they all in an so Ness or S. Thursday is, Everything is Thursday. Thursday. Friday was Frida's day. Frida. Thor was Wednesday's the Odin's day, and that makes no sense. There's nothing even remotely you know, connotated to his name. Odin's Odin. 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 O-D-I-N. <laughs> he was one of the Norse gods. He was Thor's daddy. There you Odin. go. Odin came before Thor. Thor that's which one's the one that fucked everyone? That's Zeus. That's Zeus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeus. Different, different. So that's Greek. Those yeah, are Greek, Greek gods. Okay. Greek, the Greek gods, the Greeks fucked everybody. <laughs> They're like, yeah. Uh, Leda and the Swan. Yeah. Good stuff. Look at us getting all historical. Instead of it's better to get historical than existential. I don't want to talk about French existential again. Fear death. Of course. Uh-huh. Of <laughs> course. Who doesn't fear death? There's a pathological fear of death, though. Like bo- I was reading the Wikipedia page of Harry Potter, and I learned that Voldemort. I, mean, I didn't. I never read the books, but Voldemort has a pathological fear of death, yes, and that is his one weakness. Fun fact about Harry Potter: my cousin slept with Daniel Radcliffe for several years. Wow. She Whoa. dated him. During when the movies are going on, well, I was hoping your cousin. I, I was hoping your cousin was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of cousins. You know, we could have ran through the family. No, like, look it up. All of Uniac, Daniel Radcliffe, 
turned him to an alcoholic, and he had to go to rehab. Wow. Which means I'm the least alcoholic person on the staff. Oh, to turn right. a British person into an alcoholic and send them to rehab? <laughs> Damn. Which one was da- which one was Daniel Radcliffe? Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. Harry? Oh shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a good little actor. Uh, he <laughs> was. Oh, you said little. Well, no, I mean, he was he a short? young kid, and now, no, well, he was a young Probably kid, short. and now he's an adult, and there was a movie that was like Swiss Army Man, I that think was it was good, called, yeah. he was great in that, I was like, what? Talk about existential. He played mm-hmm. a dead guy, too, that's all. It was. <laughs> His best acting role was doing nothing Unbelievable. at all. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the actor for Dudley, Dudley Dursley, has actually been killing it lately. I don't know who that actor is. Du- I know uh, who uh, Dudley is, he's the like brother. Did you ever see uh, The Old Guard? The old guard, uh, he was also, he's in a lot of new things. He lost hella weight. Okay. He doesn't look recognizable at all. What's, What's his name? Did you see Queen's Gambit? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, the uh, the chess master that she beats in the first, like, open tournament. The hot one that's gay that she ends up having a crush on that turns out to be gay? No. No, 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 no the one with the fucked up teeth. That's, wh- I have to that's go. That's him, yeah. Wow. Yeah, super skinny. Oh, damn. Well, you know, no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you say something. <laughs> Were you speaking just now? Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I've just been wondering. I'm kind of excited because I'm going through menopause, and when I actually lose all of my womanly bits, do I grow a dick? Like, what Ooh. happens? Do I get to be considered like a dude? Once I no longer can birth babies, am I then on the same playing field as dudes? As a white man? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe white man is just... Girls with menopause. That's <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I'd be. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Unless anybody else has a problem with it. Um, yeah, okay. I guess. Wait, yeah. so menopause means you can't get pregnant anymore. Yes. So, so she's menopause. Cold. So what? What happens with ladies' bodies is that. Uh, what happens with babies? When when babies are in the uterus until they're like I don't know, seventeen weeks or something, mm. they have all the same parts, and then at some point. Um, the ovaries become ovaries and the balls become balls and the clit becomes a clit and the clit becomes a dick. Okay, so there's a thing with genetics or whatever and then little boys and little girls. But in the beginning, we're all exactly the same. That's why men don't respect women. You had the option we had to be one of <laughs> us <laughs> and you <laughs> fucked it up. I, well, we had the same. What We have oh XX and you so have XY. So we're exactly the same until a certain point and then it sort of changes. And then when women have ovaries, so when me, but when men have balls, their sperm is limitless forever. Like even fucking old dude oh, yeah, playboy yeah. guy forever forever old fucking say his name the playboy guy Hugh Hefner it, he was not shooting blanks his when his balls shot the goo the goo had sperm in it even even when you get old maybe there's less sperm but there's still sperm in there but with ladies you have a certain amount of eggs that your body is born with and they come out every month it's like this egg, this ovary lets out an egg and then the next month this ovary lets out an egg and egg 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 and sometimes double eggs come out, and they both get fertilized, and then those are like fraternal twins. Mm. And sometimes one egg comes out, and then it splits, and those become like actual twins. Those are all different the things. But like, but fraternal twins are when your ovary lets out two eggs in this one month, and there's enough sperm in there, and the different sperm get in the egg. That's why they look different. I thought fraternal twins are the ones that look alike. No, the fraternal twins are the ones that look different. Okay. Identical twins are the ones that are the same. Right, okay. So a fraternal twin is when your ovaries double egg, 
and double sperm gets in the double egg, which is why it could be a boy and a girl and whatever and whatever. But it's like your your ovaries double egged. But when you double egg like that, you lose eggs later. So for me, I started ovulating when I was 14. I'm 46. At, at 44, I went from every month, every month having a period like ovary, egg, 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 every 27 days, every 21 days, and then a couple days period, egg, 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 egg. And then it went to every like three months all of a sudden. And I was like, what's going on? Am I pregnant? I took a pregnancy test. I have an IUD. I'm not pregnant. What the fuck? And I went to the doctor, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're starting menopause. And so then it was every three months for a while, and then it was every four months. And now I haven't had a period in six months. So my eggs, I have, like, maybe hopefully six eggs left. I just want the eggs. Just get them out of me. Let's just let this be done. And then, And then once the eggs stop coming out, there's no more, it's not that there's no more estrogen, but it's like, I don't know, my hormones will change. And maybe there's more progesterone. Maybe I become more dude-like. comes in? Well, no, but that's when all the hair comes in. You know when you see, like, women over 50 and they have these, like, weird long hairs on their face? Mustache. Mustaches and all mm-hmm. this shit? It's because they don't have estrogen to, to counteract the progesterone, and so they're suddenly, like, getting all their boy goo out of the body. Boy goo is something and, like, else, boy goo. But, no, it comes out of your, like, face or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen old women with beards? It's man cum. Well, it comes out of our face like little hairs and stuff, and it's so weird. So I'm kind of excited to see. But here's the other thing that happens. Because I used to, every month, women get crazy. Imagine when you only have one egg every six months, and everyone's like, geez, Pam, why are you such a maniac? And it's like, I'm going to menopause! And I don't have any kids or family to yell at, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I think this podcast is done. All the men are gonna leave right fucking now for their own safety. <laughs> no, I mean I you should. I mean I don't have a Harvey Weinstein vibe. I'm a little too small to overpower any of you, and I don't have a bathtub here. So now with that <laughs> attitude, the bathtub was way too specific. <laughs> well, no, Harvey Weinstein. Use that's why he tanked Mira Sorvino's. Um, okay, you know how Mira Sorvino was like amazing and the Mira late Sorvino? night. I know, exactly. In the late 90s, she was amazing. Uh. And why did her entire um, career get tanked? Because she was in Harvey Weinstein films, and he invited her up to one of his hotel rooms, and he was in a bathtub, his fat, ugly, gross, fucking tiny pud, and mm-hmm. it was coming out of the bubbles. And he's like, uh, Mira, Mira, Savina, touch my dick in the bathtub. And she was like, fuck you, you're gross. And so he said, well, fuck you, I'm going to tank your career. And he tanked her career. Uh-huh. He did the same thing to the pretty girl who was in um, – Every pretty girl, actually. Well, um, but Rose McGowan. Oh so what? Rose McGowan in the late 90s, she was the jawbreaker. She was married to um, fucking, um, he's ooh, so great, and he's so scary, and he's a singer guy, and then he'd wear boobs, and he'd wear, like, nothing, and he was so weird and so creepy, but Marilyn Manson. Uh, so uh, they, But yeah. he, he did the same thing to her, and then he tanked her career. And so there were a uh. lot of... There was a lot of women that did touch his dicks in bathtubs because they were like, what else am I going to do? Look what he did to Mira Sorvino and the Rose McGowan in the late 90s because the casting couch is called a casting couch for a reason. And so, la, 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 la. Rose it's McGowan is still, she's still out there. Yeah. Herself. She's got, she's survived. Yeah, because she fucking said, fuck you, establishment. I'm hot and amazing and a great actress and a very sexy lady, and I can do it on my own. And she tried her best, but she could have been a superstar. But she said no to Weinstein. So, 
you think like there's a void now now that Weinstein's gone in Hollywood? There's a, a void. void? A what the void. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sounded so excited. Like there's a void well, that I, I could take up. Are you saying? Look at how many hand jobs I could get. There's a position that needs to be filled. You know, let me tell I'm you. I'm willing to take the sacrifice. Let me explain to you how hard it is to try to Weinstein people. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm trying. No, I'm kidding. I haven't tried. No, I've never. I've never threatened anybody to uh, remove their. Stage time for sexual purposes. I've never done that. That's I have gifted people stage time in hopes of sexual purposes, but I have oh not ever demanded. I'm the only person who she uh, Whitney during this entire mic that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby doll, you did like ten minutes. Come on, you only have ten minutes of talk, and it's an open mic. I know it's not like I'm. I'm that was so constant. Like, imagine if that was in any other, you know, uh, uh, scenario. Baby doll, you did ten minutes. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I call every, I call my cats baby doll. Come on. I know, fam. I it's just love fucking with you. Oh, good. That's the great yeah. thing about I'm comedy, you know? Everyone can be Weinstein. It's like opportunity for mean. everyone. That's when, when, when there's a female Weinstein and I can fucking get that. That's when, <laughs> that's when we'll be equal. It's yeah, called Mitzi Shore. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Mitzi Shore and she died. Oh, she it's called oh, Mitzi Shore. She fucked all the young comedians. She fucking did it in the 80s, and there's all these stories about Even her son? Girls. Polly not Shore? Sure. He's not <laughs> oh, that that's pretty. That's, that, that's his mom. Yeah, <laughs> he, that's did mom. It, he did his own. How'd he get stage time? I, I mean, I'm... Uh, Childbirth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, childbirth. I mean, he's, he was already Nepotism decided. is real, even if women are doing it. Uh, but there's... But he's also... I mean, uh, he had a tagline. It was fine. Uh, but... Mitzi Short in the 80s, uh, she fucked all the comics. And a lot of women were like, you just can't get in with Mitzi Short because you can't fuck her because she only likes young guys. And it was like, oh, she's got all the power. The quality. She's another one of those. Yeah, you see how like, all the men are just like, that's completely okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, if that, w- if that was okay, I would be treated differently in the why aren't people feeding me grapes on a fucking <laughs> days? Because grapes can't be turned into edibles, Pam. Uh, <laughs> actually, they could. See, you would know. <laughs> Wait, how? I'm how? How could grapes, grapes be, be turned into edibles? Oh, so many ways. So if you, <laughs> so if you either peeled the grapes or you cut them in half, you could you could soak them in pot tincture, uh, and make it. You could just have like a little dessert thing of like grapes that were so like just like a watermelon. You could take a watermelon, and you know how you can put vodka in a watermelon mm. and then eat it. You could mm. take you could take pot vodka and put that into a watermelon potka. and sort yeah potka That's or pisky. Pisky I think is better for such a purpose because it has better flavor and especially in a watermelon. But you could take one of those little baby watermelons, um, from like Trader Joe's or whatever, and you could put a little hole in it and put some pot tincture in the thing and let it all soak up, and then you would have weed, uh, watermelon. But you could do the same thing with grapes and stuff. It'd be more fun with watermelon, I think. There's a definite way to get grapes to eat. There's a billion ways to drug people. Yes. <laughs> and never without their knowledge. I, I've never I've never dosed anyone without their knowledge. Really? Like, mm-hmm. I always let people know. I got I made a wedding cake once, and it had weed in it for my friends. And I, like, stood by the wedding cake, and I made multiple signs. I'm like, this has weed in it. And they're like, how much? And I'm like, <laughs> how big a how big a slice you take so at the beginning of the wedding like everybody was sort of normal and then at the end of the wedding 
there were all these old people just like shoving cake into their face. It was super fun. It was super fun, fun mm. time. Um, but I made sure that everybody knew. I remember uh, when we went to uh, our comic buddy Casey Snell's wedding. Mm-hmm. He was a comedian who was around for a couple of years ago. He stopped. Mm-hmm. He got married. And uh, Pam got so drunk, she uh, tried to run up to the microphone left over people do for best man speech. She tried to do a fucking set. I did. At the wedding. And then, yeah, you don't even remember this. No, I do. Yeah. And then you ran up to me. I was like, Hunter, I'm so proud of myself. I didn't do a set. And I was like, where the fuck have you been for the past hour? <laughs> <laughs> was at least a comedian wedding? They yeah. yeah, it was a comics wedding, yeah. This was the best wedding because they, when you got there, before you sat down to actually watch them do the vows, they had wine. They were pouring wine for everyone. I'm like, this oh is yeah. a fucking wedding. Yeah. They weren't like, don't drink until the ceremony's over. They're like, no, no, drink during the ceremony. We are totally down with this. I was like, yay! Yeah. How weddings are meant to be. This yeah, is a party! W- their cake was in the shape of a bong, all right? Like, they partied. They partied. They're yeah. fun. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I pretty much bought my way into that wedding. Not purposely, but, like, every single time we were doing a mic at uh, Brainwash, Casey Scannell was there. I was like, Hunter, want to smoke me out with a spliff? And I smoked him out every single, like, day for two years. Mm. Yeah, that'll buy that bong. <laughs> I love that man, Casey Scannell. If you're listening, come back to comedy. I know, really. H- him and Kiko O'Brien. Kikoa O'Brien is one of the comedians that I miss so, so much. And he was a brainwashed comedian. Mm. And he was very, very funny. And he started producing shows and stuff. And then he got married and disappeared, too. So I think that marriage and comedy might not be mutually – they might be mutually exclusive. If, uh, unless you're already established, yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of, like, you <coughs> know, comic stuff, like, you know, my wife or my husband's a bitch, you know, type jokes. But they've already, like, made it before they got married. Well, it has to be, I guess, your tried. sole source of income. Like, if anybody wanted to, like, I would never get married again because marriage is just, the only reason to get married is if you have money or you want to get someone else's money or you want to buy a house yeah. and you need the tax breaks. So, other than that, there's really no reason to get no married. Pussy. For love. No, no. because you can get <laughs> pussy. No. Honestly, <laughs> like. What? You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm 26. I don't know anything about marriage. Just don't. But no, the only reason to get married is if you have money or she has money or you want to buy a house or you want to combine your resources. Uh, there's There would be mm. no purpose Take in me getting married throne. at this point because I don't want to give. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up. The Iron Throne? Yeah, how do you think. Combine the houses. Combine the houses. How do you think marriage happens? Like, you get married and all of a sudden you're the king of Game of Thrones? Well, that's <laughs> what my point is. You did it for more power. You combine the houses. Right, you combine power. the houses. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So it, that's really the only good reason to do it. Other than that, it's just a bad contract. It's just bad contracts. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wins. It's, uh, it's, it's way better. Because otherwise, it almost becomes this weird code. I'm telling you, since, since I've been quote-unquote single – my relationship with Jonathan's never been better. <laughs> like we're now that we're not in each other's faces twenty four hours a day living together all the That's time. Exactly. Like all up in like I, I used to feel guilty about not watching TV with him. And it's like I have so many things I wanted to do. I'm like, I don't want to fucking sit here and chill. Like sometimes I want to sit here and chill. I love it when we like plan time together and then we like have sex and watch TV and do whatever. But it's like that's for like six hours once a week and that's great. But, I mean, I was just not getting – neither of us were getting anything done. And then he was angry at me because he's like, I'm living your life. And I'm like, you don't have to live my life. You don't have to do this. And so Identity now f- theft is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, well, it's not 
it's just I feel like the best relationships are when each person has their own life mm-hmm. and that when you spend time together it's all joy and wonderment and super fun times and all of the all of the marriage shit is bullshit why do you have to deal with every the way their poop smells and you have to live I think everyone should maintain their own residences oh, and yeah. only come together for good I even know I even know co-parenting relationships that are amazing where parents only I know one mom and she's the most amazing mom and she co-parents with another dude uh, because they have kids together. Every second that she spends with her children is perfect and amazing and it's crafted and gorgeous. And they like it's she, she makes the time count so that when they spend time together it's great. Like one of the reasons I might hate my mom so much as we spent so much fucking time together Mm -hmm. it's like if you spending absence makes the heart grow fonder Mm -hmm. there's no like when you have cliches they exist for a reason and so isn't it better to not share every i think that once you brush teeth in front of each other the romance is dead that's it unless it's after (laughs) (laughs) well that's fine because it's still part of the sexual act like if you're like but once you start like literally combining your lives, how weak are you as a person that you need another person to rely on for mm-hmm. every second of every day, you fucking weak coward? The nuclear yeah. family was alive. I mean, uh, well, what was it? I think Louis C.K. said he had like this math problem. He said like uh, love uh, plus what is it? Time minus distance equals hate or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, 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 in one of his specials, and that's that's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's around you too much, you start getting annoyed with their breathing. Like it's, it's yeah, it's incredible. Your Louis C.K. comments about his entire conversation before we're out here. We talked about we talked about Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, some <laughs> <of those laughs> people. Then we talked about marriage and Bill and Cosby. It was a great Cosby. joke. I love that Bill Cosby was funny, and I do want to separate the man from the art. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Bill Cosby. Yeah. I memorized his jokes as a child. He's one of my biggest influences as a child of when I saw him in that brown suit on that HBO special. Dad is great. Gives us a chocolate cake. That <laughs> whole thing is fucking amazing. And yeah. I knew that. That sounds I different now it. with context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the Cosby show, I love the Cosby show. The Cosby even show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, although in, in his layers to it, because now he wasn't he like a gynecologist. A gynecologist, in his, in yeah. <laughs> and I, I was thinking yeah. like, you know, maybe that's what his life was meant to be. But then he ended up he could have prescribed women drugs and played around with them legally doing that way. But then he did it his way, and now he's in jail. Do you, you think know, he should like date the woman he uh, uh, performed you know gynecology stuff on? I, I I don't know. It, it just it just, just be more make it more real for me. <laughs> <laughs> just make it more real for me. I don't know. But there's layers to it now. There are there yeah. are many layers to it now. Like, but wow. I still respect the fuck out of an '80s show having a, a black male be a doctor yeah. who owned a big house in New York City with an amazing family and having a drama and it was it was changing for the landscape of what. America was. Oh yeah, that successful. Claire Suc- was a lawyer too. I think Cla- Claire was a lawyer. Yeah. Two successful black people on a sitcom. I mean, there was two two seven, but that was about like unsuccessful black people. That was like, <laughs> what's, what's look that? at us being ghetto, and it's like Jack A. She's like, look, everything about me is that I wear cute clothes and I have a dumb accent. <laughs> what's what's two two seven? I was born ninety four, so two I don't. Two 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 seven was a, com- a comedy that was a spin off of. Um, we're moving on up to the east side, Jefferson. which is the Jeffersons, which was mm. a spinoff of um, another thing. 
talk about the Jeffersons the cartoon? No, the Jeffersons, mm, uh, the groundbreaking, and um, there were a bunch of there were the the black sitcoms that came out in the late seventies. So, mm -hmm. so you had um, you had before Different Strokes, you had um, Good Times, and you had um, oh That's there was the other one that innuendo. was oh <laughs> the one that was so good and it had the dorky guy and oh, his Family fat Matters. friend no his oh. fat friend rerun. And uh, fucking <laughs> so there were a few like black sitcoms, but the only one that came out of those where it was like we there was the Jeffersons where he's like I'm a successful business owner yeah. and I own this uh, dry cleaning business, and other than that, and they had a black maid who is the mother of Le uh, Lenny Kravitz. Funny enough, the huh. black maid in that is okay, uh, and um. Yeah. There's all these like things in the, but in the late seventies there were all these great sitcoms. But the, in the eighties, that was what was groundbreaking: is that he was a doctor and his wife was a lawyer, and it yeah. was like, we're we're starting to do that now with Asian people, you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm a half Filipino man, so like you know, it's I'm really excited. Like the also the first like real Asian uh, sitcom that I've seen is also slightly racist. It's called Fresh Off a Boat. Oh, yeah. You know, that's an Asian fucking slur right there. Yeah. But like it's coming out right now. I fucking love that sitcom. You know, uh, and they have Kim's Convenience. About a Korean man or a convenience store, and I'm starting to slow that too. That's a like Canadian one, isn't but it? It's about Asians. Yeah, but it yeah. is. But it's it's a Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know if it's Canadian. Uh, I you know it makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like you know, now we're starting to see a lot of Asian representative in there. You know, we're starting to see a lot of new movies. Uh, Hot China's Asian. taking over. Yeah. You know what? You know what actually makes me kind of mad is that Keanu Reeves never, from the beginning, claimed his half Japaneseness because he could have been like, I'm a fucking hot fucking star and i am half japanese and he could have done a lot for like asian sex symbols and he chose not to well, i don't blame keanu reeves for that because he's always been one of the most humble people in hollywood all right he wouldn't ne he never talks about himself he never does and like that i feel like if he bragged about like how you said it'd go against his character By but way, he should japanese. have represented represent for the asians bitch you're hot yeah, i didn't you're know he was japanese till now yeah he's <laughs> half japanese and you see, and that's the thing is like all through the Matrix, and people are like, "Where are the?" It's it's the same thing. I feel underrepresented as a woman over forty. There are where are the sex symbols that are over forty that don't have kids that aren't moms? Betty where is that trope in in movies? Just like where's the hot fucking Asian? Other than like, I mean Bruce Lee, obviously. Why do all the hot Asian symbols die young? <laughs> no, Does John Cho count as a hot Asian? Who? John Cho, the um, Harold and Kumar. Uh -oh. He's a hot Asian man. Wasn't he pretty young Asians or rich young fucking Asians? I don't know. They got all the Asians and all Asians in Hollywood are hot. I didn't see it, but I'm. I think that Asians have a long way to go with being Lucky. sex symbols. Like they mm. can be, and it's sad that we don't see them that way. And I feel the same way about women over 40. Where's the, you know, like, here's the thing. Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets, who is his love interest? Fucking Helen Hunt, and she's in her early 30s, and he's in his 60s? Fuck there's you. Everybody's fine with that, though. Everyone's fine. There's with a lot of old uh, sex symbols that are women. Yeah, but that don't, like, the movie things. Are. When you look. Tina Fey? We, and she's oh. great, but where are the movies where she's getting with 25-year-old guys? When you look at the men that are in well, their 60s. Wait, no, not getting with 25-year-old. You want but representation specifically for getting with 25-year-old? No, what I'm saying is that <laughs> in Hollywood, 
old men are always paired with young women. You can look at any ingenue uh. in any movie, in any comedy. Fucking Vince Vaughn, that fat fuck now. And if they put him <laughs> in a movie, who does he get the fuck? Some 24-year-old girl? He's in his 50s. And he gets... And look, oh, I don't see Sean wrong Connery forever. No, exactly. Of course, you don't see anything wrong with him. But what I'm saying is the flip side doesn't exist. And so women, when they're like, when they're like, oh... Young guys are hot. Everyone's like, ooh, gross, what are you doing? Don't you have a mom vibe and you're all weird and little, little, little step moms are gross. This is porn. <laughs> but then, like, but no, everything's normalized about some fat fucking Seth Rogen fuckbag <laughs> getting with some 24-year-old hot bitch. Actually, it was a 17-year-old no girl and it was illegal. It's called oh. Pineapple Express. Yeah, <laughs> right? Just look at any movie and all the guys don't. All the girls have to be perfect and skinny and gorgeous. And the guys, all they have to do is be funny. Oh, so you get to be fat and funny <laughs> and old, and women have to be perfect but and young and skinny? What happens if you're – that, that's the thing. Is that what if, if that's the whole thing, that's the trope that exists in society, that you only have worth if you're young and skinny and beautiful? What happens when you're in your 40s and you're still sexually viable, but are you? Because there's no representation in Hollywood. There's no representation for hot old ladies. What about there are a lot of representation. I just don't know their names, Matt. which is I suck. Gillen the Gyllenhaal Gillen sister, Mirren. the Gyllenhaal, Ma Maggie mm. Gyllenhaal. I don't know. What's her Maggie Gyllenhaal is Gyllenhaal. gorgeous. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, and so is and so is. I'm trying to think of old. Oh, Donnie no. Darko, baby. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Donnie Darko. That Give movie me some Donnie Darko. <laughs> no, I mean all that existential bullshit. Oh, like yeah. he was supposed to die, but he didn't die, and the whole world gets weird. The world's gonna end, but then he has to sacrifice himself for the whole world to exist. Watch the movie Jane Soul. Fonda. Jane Fonda's super She's hot. a fucking sex symbol. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it proves your point even more because I had to Google her <laughs> name. Right. I know, and Lily Tomlin, and but are they still, and how many of them have Botox? And do men get Botox? Maybe they do. Maybe oh yeah, maybe Tom Cruise has had four facelifts. Who knows? But he's also 4'11", so like he's hot on screen, but like if a girl actually saw him in person, she'd be like, no, thanks. It's, I mean, it's all need more it's, short it's, men representation. It's all perception. <laughs> it's, but it's all perception, and it's all it's archetypical, and what we decide are these theatrical fantasies that we engage in as a group. Jennifer Lopez. Gorgeous, okay. still. Yeah, of course. She she's old, she's my age. Every uh, female character older. from Friends. Courtney mm. Cox still looks good. Yeah, yeah. they all look great. Yeah, mm. I know Jennifer Aniston, but. Is it still objectifying women if they're old? Is it objectifying <laughs> what? Is it still objectifying women if they're old? No, it's called antiquing. <laughs> 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 Fuck your face. No, you can objectify women. I've been very excited about this whole mask culture because <laughs> if I have my bangs down and I'm wearing sunglasses and my mask is on, my ass looks 26, and I defy you to say that it doesn't. Like, come now. <laughs> I mean, I know that I'm 46, but I'm like I'm fucking put together. If you if you can't see my crepey neck and my old <laughs> like like crepey my neck. I know it's terrible. That's why I love the mask. <laughs> and my the new wrinkles uh, coming about on my chin and my in between my eyes. But with the glasses on and the bangs down. All right, Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> that was a compliment to you. I don't Thank know. you. Yeah, Thank I think you. Yeah, she can sing. Though. Can also act. She can do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe Deschanel can do everything for me. I wish she could bake me a bread out of her vaginal yeast. All right, how do we? Most of her characters are into baking. Are they really? Because I. Fuck, you ever watch New Girl? No, I I don't. I've never watched yeah, New Girl. New Girl's uh, Zoe Deschanel's character in New Girl's into baking. And 
Why did I not remember that? I guess I was paying attention to something else in the room. I know no one looks like me. Although, uh, I, I, I bake a lot, and um, a, a lot of people now have claimed that they will not eat my foods anymore because I put witchcraft in my foods. <laughs> right, it's called weed or alchemy. Like, yeah, okay, baking is alchemy. Like yeast, I'm, I'm getting, I'm making, I'm enslaving cultures to do my bidding and fart and burp into my bread to make it rise, and I'm fucking with them over time, and then I murder them in a hot oven. Yeah, it's some fucking witchy shit. I'm going to admit it, but it's delicious. Maybe you should stop taking acid more often. That's <laughs> <like> <laughs> I love acid! <laughs> exactly. I, I went through all of my old uh, uh, Zach Wise. We were talking about wa- Zach Wiseman outside, but he came over. He used to sleep at my house every once in a while. He made me this really great collage one night when he was on Super Meth. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cat, the kitty collage. It's so cute, and I love it. And he also wrote a suicide note that night, and I still have it. And I'm like, oh, Zach, your suicide note. But <laughs> this was like this was like a year and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> well, where was I going with this? Kitty it's collage. It's, it's not a suicide note, note if a person has killed themselves. Wouldn't that be a manifesto? It is kind of a manifesto, I guess. Um, what? Manifesto. Oh, what do they say? Maybe they killed themselves. He oh, didn't. So yeah, he's, he's not oh, dead so yet. Oh, they succeeded then. Okay. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's, well, I still have the, I still have the letter. Uh, he was hanging at my house. Where was I going with that guy? I'm sorry. He just flew into my head. Sorry. I don't remember. We got five minutes left. Drop the gems, boys. Anybody have anything to promote? (laughs) 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 That's a witch cackle there for you. (laughs) Yeah, there's no, there ain't nothing to promote. (laughs) Actually, we can promote two things. Uh, One, Frosty Nugs. There are two memorials happening. There's one this Thursday on New Year's Eve at 5 o'clock at Jack London Square. That's a comedian memorial for Frosty Nugs. That's on New Year's Eve. And there's one on Saturday at 3 p.m. in front of Oakland City Hall. And we're going to move over to this amphitheater area where everybody can be socially distanced. And um, the I know the, when the Thursday one is like, they're like, these are for comedians. But the Saturday one is like all the people, his roommate organized it. And one of his ex, so the, g- the other girl who organized it is the one who was with him in the SRO when he showed up when he was stabbed in the heart. So this is a fun uh. story about Frosty. Five years ago on his birthday, yeah. I was at Doc's Clock, and I'm sitting there, drummer, comedian Aaron Barrett, we're drinking, and Frosty stumbles in. And he's like, it's my fucking birthday, give me a shot. And it's 1.55 <laughs> in the morning. So Aaron's like, oh, man, we're closed, I can't. And Frosty's like, you're going to give me a shot, man. Come on, Pam's here, we're fucking, it's my birthday, we're having a shot. And Aaron's like, all right, all right, I'll give you a shot. So he gives him a shot on his birthday, Frosty takes the shot, he leaves. Aaron and I close the bar down, we take a cab home. At three in the morning, Frosty Nugs is stabbed in the heart by somebody. It might have been over an acid deal. We don't know. We don't know what really happened. But he had a knife in his heart, and he <laughs> didn't know that he was, like, dying. So he gets back to this SRO where the girl who is organizing the memorial is, and he's bleeding everywhere. And the first thing she says to him is, wow, great costume. Like, what are <laughs> you doing? <laughs> like, what are you bla- – what are you bl- – this is amazing. And he's like, What? And she's like, oh, my God, this is real. And so she called the ambulance, and they took him in the ambulance. And he'd been, it sh- it, if he would have pulled the knife out, he would have, like, 
died from yeah. bleeding out yeah. of everything because it was stabbed in his heart. But they didn't move it or anything, and she thought it was a costume, right? And so okay. there's still, but there was. This is the best part of the story: is he leaves in the ambulance, and she's still at the place. She goes with him to the hospital. She comes back. She's living in that SRO for another week, and his blood was still on the ground because they wouldn't clean it up. And so she had to live like in his heart blood for a week. Fuck. I know. Dude, can I say how badass of a man you have to be? Get stabbed in the heart and not notice? Yeah. That's fucking badass. Well, but so he, the, the two of them have been drinking together since 10 a.m. So when I saw him at 155 when he got the shot from drummer comedian Aaron Barrett and then he went into this situation, if he would have pulled the knife out, I'm sure that he his blood would be so viscous because of the alcohol that it would have just run all out. But I, I have no idea. So he survived? Being stabbed in the heart. Because of alcohol. Maybe because of <laughs> alcohol. Maybe. But, I mean, he lived for an extra five years. So I'm, I hope that he believed that every moment was gravy after that, you know, situation. And, and I'm, 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 um, I can't believe that appendicitis would take him out like that. I, I would say, just to do a moment of silence across America, with how much cocaine – done in his life, he would not be able to tolerate <laughs> a moment of silence. Yeah. I want to miss that man. I really am. Nightmares. He's the only <laughs> comic I knew that always had a dab rig on him for years. Yeah. We'd be out in the back patio somewhere in Oakland and he'd be like, you want to do dabs? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm thinking he's just going to put it on a bowl. Nah. Eating up the fucking nail with the stuff. Dabs are the heroin of pot. <laughs> and you can do heroin through dabs. It's just disgusting. <laughs> 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 Learning new things every Good day. It's a, it's a beautiful morning. Well, so everybody, please appreciate every moment that you live your lives. Uh, breathe and feel good about it. If things are sad, hey, remember, you're still alive, motherfucker. So that's a happy note to end on. In seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. Time to time, I just need a little thought of juice. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Now, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Special AltaCast here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. A I am very joined special episode. Very special episode. Joined by Latoya, my co-host, as always. Here it is high noon. Yep. I am joined by out of San Diego, Maggie O'Neill. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, so excited for you to be here. And Jeremy Demery. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Yay. out of I don't remember where you're from. Cleveland. Cleveland, right, Ohio. Cleveland. We got a Midwesterner. Cleveland, San Diego, <laughs> and uh, Latoya is originally from Misery. Misery. Yeah. I claim Chicago, though. Yeah, claim Chicago. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I've never West. left. Right. I've never left uh, San Francisco. Or never left San Francisco. I've never left California. I did live in San Diego for 12 years. Oh, what part? Yeah. Um, well, my ex-husband and I, uh, we owned a house for a while in Vista. I Ooh, taught in Oceanside. Wow. But then we moved down to Claremont Mesa, and we lived on Tecolote Canyon. We had a house down there. So pretty. Dogs. It was yeah. really lovely. Yeah. Love Do you area. miss it down there? 
Do I miss it? I really liked the weather in San Diego. I did not like the Republican land. I didn't like the soul Yeah, you were up in the vistas, scene. like in the heart, beating heart of conservatism in yeah. California. It's all like uh, defense contractors, like the business owners. <laughs> the thing about when us Midwest Midwesterners say that we're moving to California, we mean San Diego, because that's oh where conservative Midwesterners go to die. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no joke. No, yeah, like when I, yeah. I know people are like, oh, we're moving to San Diego. I'm like, yeah, I bet your ass is. The soul-sucking it wasteland of Lexus. <laughs> it was like quite the contrast, because I used to like be a volunteer coordinator in Bernie Sanders 2016, and then I immediately started working at this really high-end, like, uh, historic hotel in La Jolla, and I'm like, ooh, mm. it's, it's, <laughs> it's different, it's a different crowd, it's, it was tough, but uh, yeah, California, it contains multitudes, it's got a really nice theater community down in San Diego, yeah, too, yeah. I really like. Absolutely, uh, Sledgehammer, are they still around? Um, no, I'm not familiar, I'm, like, mostly familiar with, like, Finest City Improv is, like, one of the places I go to a lot gotcha. for um, different sketch classes, and that's one of the things I'm enrolled in right now, but I really, really like it. Yeah. You're doing improv? Yeah, yeah, I do a oh. lot of improv. I, I, it's kind of like a balancing act between like doing stand up and doing improv. That's awesome. I come from the world improv. of improv, so that's oh, why yeah, I'm Chicago? like, yeah. Did you uh, do some stuff up there? I did. Uh, I studied at Second City and then worked there, not on stage. Uh, I wish I could say that. Behind and then the did. Yeah, you know, I was uh, bartending, cocktailing, because that was my idea of getting. Get it connected with people. Yeah. And then worked at the annoyance. I didn't start doing stand up until here at Mutiny Radio. Which it is very wise for you to do both. Yeah. Because coming from the world of improv, stand up, you're like naked. You're Mm. like you have Mm -hmm. no one else to fall back on but yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only you that fails. No one else. Yeah. I mean and then on Friday I'm doing the underwear comedy, so I I pretty much will be naked. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 yeah so I had a, I had a, a drop yeah. out on that show, so I might uh, might do a little guest, a little, little underwear stuff. Slip. Well, I have this <laughs> really <laughs> great, um, my buddy Under works with leather, and he made this really great bra thing that's not a bra. It's like leather uh, pasties, but they're attached with um, chains, and then it's like <laughs> a weird little belt thing. Oh, it's anyways, it's really, it's, it's, it's cute. Really funny. Like, you closed yeah. your eyes I to, like, like to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good for radio. The, ki- the kids <laughs> yesterday made us do the Instagram live, and I was like, the what? Kids. The kids? Like well, th- that's what I call the comedians <laughs> under 30. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the kids I that hang out. I'm for it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, let's Instagram it. I'm like, it's radio. Yeah. They can listen. No, you oh, want no, it has to be live. <laughs> otherwise, it's not real. <laughs> not real. I mean, God bless those kids. Is, <laughs> is Bernie um, doing Instagram lives? Can I? I mean, I, he, he must does be, Instagram. right? Yeah. yeah. See, I'm Bernie's doing a better does. job than you. Th- yeah, Bernie's more with the kids. <laughs> hey, the the 77-year-old man. We all have man. our strengths. Yeah. You know? I'm just not familiar with this TikTok bullshit. <laughs> right. No, what is this? It's Stop like it. musically. It's like kids who are like 12 and 13 yeah. could tell you all about Musical. it. Yeah. 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 A- April. April's April's a, April's a big TikToker. Oh yes. She she play. I mean, I. It's that's what the kids what want. Ex- I don't know what, what is they it. Want. Okay, the best way I can explain it is there's two sides to it. First, you have the 12 and the 13 year old kid. 13 year old kids who are doing like. You remember when we used to stand in the mirror with a brush, a hairbrush in our hand, and 
onto the radio. Right. That's what they're doing. They're just doing it into their phone and for each other to judge each other. Uh, the other side of it, there's kind of a comedy side of it where people are trying to make funny videos, do stories. I actually follow two guys who've become like dude bro friends. Like it's almost like a soap opera watching these two guys who've become – uh, with Beer Bong John and <laughs> Iron Sanctuary. Like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm following these two because I just want to see how their relationship <coughs> progresses, you know? And yeah. yeah, it's, um, and I do, I do comedy bits, and sometimes I put up some of my stand-up on there. What's and your, what's your handle? Uh, at April Gallaty, A-P-R-I-L-G-A-L-L-A-T-Y. And, yeah, just... It's not like Vine or anything with like it's, it's kind of like Vine, exactly like Vine except she oh can go shit. up to a minute. <laughs> there's some pretty funny ones. I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm starting to sound like an old bitch <laughs> <laughs> because I'm yes yeah. I do the I sometimes do the Facebook and I definitely do the IG and then when um what's the other one that I really despise the uh, Twitter not Twitter not Twitter Snapchat. I still don't know how to work it. I just deleted my app. But Snapchat is for dick pics. That's the only reason <laughs> that it was created. That's what chat roulette it was. was. Jeremy, you want to weigh in on myself. Snapchat. When you have a thing that exists for 10 <laughs> seconds and then it disappears, what else could that possibly be used for? It's 100% dick pics. Isn't it? You send it and then it disappears in 10 seconds. It's I've like never gotten a dick pic. I, I haven't either because I, I don't have a smartphone. I've avoided that whole Lucky thing. Lucky girl. <laughs> I, would, I, I, I feel like I've been left out because I've never gotten a dick pic. Hey, <laughs> gentlemen out there, <laughs> me and Pam have never gotten dick pics before. You know, you know. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so there's this meteorologist, Keebler, who has big daughters. <laughs> so I would send people photos of me next to big daughters. So I would just send that one. It's a dick pic. That's hilarious. That's clever. Pam, I will send you a dick pic as soon as I get back to my phone. Thank you. You're going to love this. Okay, great. But I am a total pervert in every other aspect of my life. (laughs) 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 That I'm sitting next to you. (laughs) Yeah. All about lighting. You're going to be judged. I wanted to have a a mutiny radio, um, the sexiest male comic yeah. in San Francisco Objecti- contest. Objectify. And I w- I objectify, but I don't think I'd want to do it with dick pics. I, I think, think I, I want to do it with actual comics. I had an comedy. idea to do, like my high school used to do, it, we called it Mr. Gresham. <laughs> and it was like, it was a pageant and it was so great. We, they had like tuxedos, they had a swim, I don't actually, I don't remember if they had a swimsuit edition. That would have been awesome but like a for talent. high school. Oh yeah, it was like <laughs> Miss America, but we called it Mr. Gresham and it was, it was pretty great. Pretty great theater, if I am yeah. saying so myself. So I'd love to do an adult version of that. That would be fun. Right? I figured, like, it would be fun to objectify men. And wouldn't <laughs> it be a great... Exactly. I could make I could make a calendar after, which would be great. Mm. Oh, yep. yeah, and, and sexy is a spectrum, so it's the sexiest male comic. Absolutely. And I would want people to vote. And I think it would be a great credit for people if they oh. could be like, I'm the seventh sexiest male comic in San I'm Francisco. I'm Mr. June. <laughs> I guess if, if, you, if anyone wants to be on another mic, that one at the top up there has up on stage. It has a long cord. You could drag it in if you want. Well, you could just drag. It's long enough that you it's can drag it. It's long where you can drag you it. You can. There very you long. Go. There you, go. you might this be one. into the calendar, sir. <laughs> <so. laughs> the objectifying hey, men thing is going to. A great idea is that would more than likely blow up 
Oh yeah. <laughs> to a point of like oh yeah. Being really creepy in there. You know, come full circle. I. Yeah. That's that was the whole idea anyway. It was. I like just want dudes. I would. I, I would hope dudes would vote too. I think everyone should vote, but. Yeah. I. I've. <laughs> women have every. Everyone's been objectified for so women have been objectified for it's so long. It's your turn. I really and think sexual harassment going like female to male is really I know it's not appropriate, it's but I think it's, it's so funny. I think it's oh, I really No, no, no. It? as a male, you should do it. We'd enjoy it. Please. Exactly. And that's what they've that's told me. Yeah. Like I've exactly. so I've had to ask for consent from my I'm learning, you know. So that's I'm good, Pam. Well, I'm that's 45. You're adjusting. Well, but it w- when I used to go, okay, so I knew when we'd leave San Diego and drive up to Koreatown in L.A., go to a hip-hop club in 1996-107, I knew when I went there that there were going to be people that were going to rub up against me with their weird hard dicks at weird parts <laughs> of my body. They're not going to look me in the face right. first. I'm going to try to kind of dance with my friends, <laughs> but this is what's happening. I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. And so, so yeah, when a guy doesn't go like, do I have consent to rub my dick against you as I dance with you on this hip-hop floor? That is not happening in 1997. You're just basically right. now these little snowflakes. Now. They'd be like, I'm being sexually assaulted. I'm like, it's a hip-hop club. But so it's <laughs> different now <laughs> in my mindset where I came from a place where every movie in the 90s, count oh, how many seconds so it problematic. is. Yeah. How many seconds can you count before a homophobic or misogynistic yeah. joke oh, happens? Any comedy from Or something like, yeah, very rapey. Something very, yeah. yeah. Like, rape is the joke. Ha, ha, ha. Rape is the joke. Was it like the 16 Candles, which is one of my favorite movies? Which is all like crazy, non-consensual looking. I, I mean, even mm. all the way back to Porky's, like, Let's just Porky's is definitely <laughs> rape. <laughs> that is a rape. I think that's like a rapist. Uh, like that's like the rape part of the rape bible. Like is to watch Porky's. But that was like the comedy <laughs> that we. Yeah. Get, get Rocky your rape Horror notes. Picture Show. But rape. Now lots of rape. Run. And it's great that we. Goddamn. It's great that feminism has been updated and that people are into it and we're not trying to sexually harass just people. You know, basic but communication skills for men <laughs> and women right. yeah. going forward. <laughs> but I sexually Wait, harass men all the time. Men with basic communication skills. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, you're setting <laughs> an awfully high bar there. That's, that's, basic. um. Yeah. But that's so uh, but sorry, you started guys. with dick pics. That was <laughs> basic <laughs> communication. That's all we want you to know. We don't want to engage with you on an emotional uh, level. Man. Do you like my dick? That's, that's where we're trying to go. That's why but there's so many influx of like male comics being like, can't say nothing. Can't say nothing. It's like, no. <laughs> 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 Just oh no. Responsible. There's you other say. material you can yeah. mind besides. Try harder. That's, yeah. that's all you're being asked. Wh- wait, to what do. did you just say? Did you say try? try that's right. Try. All I hear is when male comics go, you can't say nothing. It's like they just get offended. It's like you're just a lazy comic. Right. right. Hashtag him too. Uh, <laughs> 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 I think I think that feminism though is that we're able we're not going to cull objectification from whatever we are as people, but to be able to have the equality and hey you slap me down I got in trouble from one of my little boys they probably don't like being my called God. little boys. Is that terrible? So one of them was female Mary King. Well, I feel more. I'm going with Mitzi Shore. I'm going with Mitzi Shore. Oh, okay. But one of my one of my young boys, I was, I was pretty drunk, and I usually I haven't been drunk lately, but I was drunk. Yeah. And he was being very sweet and driving me home from a very late open mic. And 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 I must preface this: I have a boyfriend, and I so I don't. I think sometimes that my behavior. Anyway, I I 
I, he has really, he has beautiful, big, beefy thighs, and I have a thing for beefy <laughs> thighs. Oh so God. he's giving me a ride home, and I touched his leg, and it made him really uncomfortable, and he had to talk about it with Aww. me later. And but I apologized. But and I said, I'm sorry that I Hey, way to take ownership. That's but good. here's and the I question of that hand, where, like, that touch, like, was that touch, like, like I'll do it glaze. here for you. I'll do it here for you. you know. Here we are in the car. Get her consent first. I'm not, I don't get her consent. <laughs> I, 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 tu- I touched his big, beefy thigh and gave it a little squeeze. And okay, uh, that's not too bad. It's not like you moved I all did the way not out. go because that's not what I'm. I just it was I'm just not a objectifying his. It was tease. It was Like, yeah. First of all, Pam, you need to give us the information after the podcast. We're gonna have a word with him. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This boy needs an education. No, 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 no. It's he didn't feel comfortable. Was he wearing a was he wearing a collar? Was he wearing a no? I'm trying to find why he wouldn't like The point is that I made him feel uncomfortable, and I've done that. I've done that in the past with other comedians. <laughs> but I'm learning new boundaries <laughs> because I was trained. So for me, my thing is like, well, ha, I can do it back. The, all the stuff that happened to me when I was younger, I can do that now because I'm a feminist and it's equality. But, <laughs> but no. also, right. <laughs> no. but that's the Don't thing. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm learning boundaries, right. though. But she's of right like on the aspect, yeah. though. Yeah, like maybe that <laughs> stuff wasn't like we don't have to do everything men have done to us because right. some of them are crimes. No. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I, I used to play grab ass. Uh, I used to play. I used yeah. to play this game in. Um, I, I, this was in the early <laughs> thousands. I was at a bar and I was with an old. I was with an older woman. She was in her fifties and she was someone else's mom. And we were playing a game where I would grab a guy's ass and then I'd go like, "She's crazy," and then she'd <laughs> oh, grab I a guy's ass game. and then look at me and be like, "That's totally her." And so we were, and then I realized later we were assaulting men. men in yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, we know now. That was the early 2000s was a lawless wasteland. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Officer, she's here. It she's the yeah. one in the corner. <laughs> I, I used or to go to renaissance fairs and just grab ass any dude. Oh, and rent fairs were very horny awesome. places. Now as a female comic, everywhere. you can't say nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. Well, I've, I've. I'm learning how learning to not grab ass and not be, but not, it's not ass it's necessarily too, but it's, I'm a huggy person and like, it, I, I'm not, tr- I'm really not trying to sexually ask me, but it's sometimes when I bring up comics on stage, I'm like, he's too good looking to be a comedian. Put your hands together. <laughs> You're like the Michael Scott of open rights. She calls herself sometimes the accidental racist. Yeah. Sometimes so it'll, it, it, it'll just like slip up. Okay, oh now, no. I'm, now I'm hurt. You have never brought me up like that. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you're white, man. I'm no, not white. <laughs> 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 well, no, I'm, I'm as like a, a childcare professional, I have like two games you could play instead of grab ass. Like one I used to do a lot, and then somebody got mad at me, got really upset, so I had to stop doing it. But um, instead of grabbing ass, I would just come up to like you know a guy I thought was cute, and I'd just kind of slip my hand into his, like we're holding <gasps> hands. <laughs> like that, that is like super you gotta own it you can't pretend it's but somebody but else um, that's like creepy but I kind of like it though. yeah it's like very innocent it's and innocent also like creepy I love it yeah. um, so maybe try that that's always fun um, and then also <laughs> as a childcare professional we do like A-frame hugs so you can't so no groin touching for hugs Oh, just a uh, okay. sex positive uh, <laughs> so it's an upper body yeah you got it A-frame 
Right. Yes. 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 And exactly. Two two big guys like us. That's all we're gonna do. (laughs) (laughs) We're not gonna get. Nothing's gonna touch. Side hugs. Side hugs are good. In the south, that's called leaving room for Jesus. Jesus. I can get on board with that. I can get on board with leaving room for Jesus. That's your territory. <laughs> but <laughs> for me, I mean, I'll, I've I've been kind of doubling down on the like. Oh, I have an entourage of hot male comedians. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I'm Fitzy Shore had the right idea, I think. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's <laughs> a legend she, in her own right. She was the comedy store owner. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, mom. like, if it was talk about how everybody like didn't isn't the historic thing that comics against her so that they would get oh paid well more? yeah that was like in the mid 70s yeah, yeah uh, because comic the comics weren't getting paid at all yeah and I think they had to pull pay full price uh, full price for the food and that's like around when David Letterman and all those cats yeah. and Robin Williams were over there I know my history uh, <laughs> <laughs> and better yeah and so I think they went on strike twice I believe okay I believe and nobody's doing that anymore uh, no. She cleaned up her act. She well, she's she dead died. now. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> she died. Yeah. <laughs> and, then t- and then Tommy left, and now the new, and then, and then. Yeah, there's the new I guys wonderful. Verify. I was there last night, and I asked for her. They're like, she's been They're like, over a year. But you can, but but you can definitely get Polly, but you get Polly, Polly Shore. Oh, yeah. Polly That's her side. I'm not looking to have yeah. any offshore accounts. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's better than a Polly Shore movie. Uh, Almost. I'm actually talking about early two thousands movies. Shore right. Joke about how he used to he used to paint on an easel. I don't know how I feel about comedy, that. Like in my early days, I thought that was so <laughs> clever. I was it like, is so good. That is. Oh. I love it. I mean, it's I want to so see you there on a Monday for Paula. <laughs> Again, I'm with uh, this is so this is the altcast. Usually we talk about usually there's a little Trump bashing. Yay. Oh. Usually there's a socialist rant that comes out at some point. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. we there's talked about the strike. Yeah. So. There's usually something about me saying something about racism and then saying the word cracker. Yeah, there's usually that. Cool. There's yeah. always um, there there's always like a political. Well, right now we've got the whole political break breakdown. Everything's scary. And the coronavirus is happening. That's. Oh you yeah, it's it's not it. by it's not by the Corona beer, stupid ass people. Oh, yeah. I'm so I don't jokes. I don't <laughs> Are there a bunch of jokes about that? Oh, they, oh my god, I'm so sorry. So it's it is the thing is it's not a joke, it's real. Uh the the distributor Am, uh, Am, Ambev Ambev yeah. reported a drop in sales of Corona, corona because people are thinking Somebody did a study and they said 38% of Americans think that corona is somehow involved with, with the, the coronavirus, coronavirus. So stop drinking we corona. are critical dumb. thinking skills no child left but behind we are but uh, hey no so child left behind kids san diego san diego thought takate was a virus for years uh-huh. so that was <laughs> that's the it does make you throw up yeah I'm I, I'm not. This is uh, the one joke I've heard that I like. That's the cor- the only coronavirus joke I've heard recently that I like is um, is that uh, I I have so many. He it's Sam's joke about uh, picking up. He's like I have so many coronavirus. I'm gonna get it first because I have so many coronavirus activities. Like I pick up cigarette butts off the ground. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Yeah. This is a corona activity. <laughs> like, I share pipes with yeah. everyone. He's like, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to die so first. It's so crazy how it's just so contagious, and, like, you can be nine feet away from somebody else and still get it. And, like, 
What what are you gonna do? What are you gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean if I'm... anything, it it'll be a push towards universal health care because if people Ooh, try to go see to if the that hospitals, well, no, because America hates think? poor people, so it's gonna be excited that so many of us die. America is <laughs> poor people. Amer uh, capitalism hates poor people, and America is capitalist. Therefore, America hates poor people, even though they Especially need all the poor Francisco. people oh, yeah. in order to make all the capitalism work. It's Absolutely. like, and until we all rise up and say, hey, oppressors making money off of nothing, like, what happened to labor? When was labor real? When was it like, I am a man or I am a woman and I make things and that's important because of survival. And now we're like, if I don't get my skin cream by Tuesday, <laughs> I am going to lose no, my shit. No, even if like, I, even as so dumb as like the fact that you think a beer would be part of a, 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 a sickness, an illness yeah. that kills people. Like, Same come thing. on. No child left behind. There's also a they corona got left around behind. the sun. It's, corona I just, around the sun. What was that? Corona around the sun. It's the, it's the thing you know about telescopes or whatever. <laughs> corona. <laughs> I just wanted to look at one. The, the, the flary bit is the corona around. Yeah. The, it's oh. what you get to see when there's a full eclipse. You see the. And corona means crown. Corona, not the sun. And corona means what? I thought crown. 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 Like crown. crown. Sure. That's no. That's like so. Jesus has a corona yeah. around him behind. Yeah. Him. So does the disease make you like? God, like, what is it? Why would they call it coronavirus? It's because it's like a crown, like, uh, the the when they looked up closely, it had like a crown, like, it had a halo. Oh. Yeah. All right. So it had there nothing it to do with the fucking beer, you fucking yeah, retards. You have and to I said retards. This, 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 this is two things. It does tie back to socialism. This is the most socialist virus we've ever had. It kills old people. And that's got to be good because they ain't—they're not moving out of the houses that are reason. <laughs> this could—you want a good dose of that going through the good houses around here? That's going to open up some property opportunities. Oh. Well, and if—I mean, and, hey, I'm a Marxist, so I don't believe in families or anything. I'm like, it belongs to everybody. We should be housing everyone. We should be having those houses, and we should be spreading. It makes me insane that there's so many questionably housed people in San Francisco when there's so much place to house mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Like, why aren't we equitably <clears throat> yeah, distributing? Yeah, it's not like anything? a housing issue. It's. It's but it's capitalist what, issue. But yeah. it's, it's, are people not good enough to have a house? Well, we look at people and we go, well, you're not a good enough person or you're not a person. Who's a person? What's a person? Like, who is worth anything? What, what well, you know what's not a person. Oh, I have little pieces fetus. of paper. Right. <laughs> you, you, know they have con you know they have contingency plans to turn the Moscone into a CDC FEMA isolation camp. unit. Yeah. But it, 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 it's, a, it's, it's a documented process. They, they lasted it for SARS. You know, back then, Moscone was only one hole. But now, if it gets bad, they're going to start isolating. And it, they will bring uh, court orders to actually impose you on that. If you don't have health insurance in a hospital, you will be put in the Moscone. What is the Moscone? Is that like a it's, big... It's a big... It's like a hall. It's indoor a big building where mm -hmm. people... Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's they trick it out with all kinds of stuff. And people walk around and get free pens. Wow! wow. And then they come to my bar and get drunk and then get higher hookers and cocaine. All right. Hey, okay. I... And that's what bar do you work at? So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Gotta make and, some money. Back to Marxism. Back to Marxism <laughs> valuing labor and that... That sex work, down, sex work is real work, but sex work is real work and that it's not valued or monetized <laughs> equitably in any way. There's no safety, but it's a real job. It's actual labor and that we don't value it. So what, what labor has value and what doesn't and why is some labor valued and some labor labor's dirty and gross. And everybody wants drugs, but drug dealers are bad. I was and reading someplace that this, there was this uh, 
uh, I can't remember what state it was, but s- these strippers were trying to uh, unionize. unionize. And I was, I, I remember, I was like, ladies. you goddamn right, you better fucking unionize for the champagne room. Because I didn't realize with the strippers and this involved, I don't think it's really sex work to me. I mean, unless you can, you know. You I've been doing it for free, so right? I'm a little mad now. A- absolutely right. <laughs> but sometimes you have to you pay the door <laughs> or the house whenever yeah, right. you're a stripper. And then, like, if you, like, you know, have to have a locker and shit for your stuff, yeah, they you got to pay that. Yeah, they and nickel and dime you. I'm like, that is not right. Like, the, the this uh, I think it was in Tampa or wherever they had the Super Bowl, like, there was, it was just that, that movie or that picture movie picture of, like, just knee-deep in, like, dollar bills. Oh, yes. And that club took all of that money. The cl- like, yeah, I read about that. The dancers that. were pissed. Because yeah. it was, like, $2 million or yeah. something. And, and like, like, the owners aren't working for that. They're not no, putting not on at the all. No, no, they're not shaking their ass. They're not buying do you know costumes. What? They're not buying F- shoes. Do you know yeah. how hard you have to get ready in order to like, you know, make sure like your taco and your asshole is yeah. clean before you put it in someone's face for all of them dollars? It's hard to see. It's hard. Can I, can exactly. Just, it's dark and they're men. We don't care. Oh, that's well, just but there's like, you've got it. There's <laughs> that's like, not what there's, I heard. there's a lot of pampering. <laughs> so <laughs> I, does anybody want to tell the white dude that women go see women dance? To? Oh, I love oh, strippers. Yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. I know. I love strippers. Portland is Portland is amazing and has some incredible strip yeah, clubs. You'll do, be yeah. in a bar and not even know it's I a strip I used to try to be a stripper. I did amateur night. A dancer walk by. Yeah, Amateur night did not work for me. Back in the day when I actually had the body to do it, I wish I'd have had the confidence to do it I agree with that. Like Now now that I have the confidence to do it, the body's gone. So. Oh, no, no. There's room for you. There's room for you. There is room for you because I've been to some strip club. Listen, I used to have a... I used to be in the strip clubs a lot, like 18, 19, 20. And I remember going to like some really, really weird, crazy strip clubs on the east side of St. Louis. This is when I lived in misery. And there were some dusty ass strip clubs, and then there were questionable ones. <laughs> and the questionable <laughs> ones I liked the most because I remember sometimes I would see women, like beautiful women, but you knew they had some hard living, mm. and shit would fall out like tampon <laughs> strings. Oh yeah. And you know, you know that she had a bad boob job, or you know she needed a boob job. Daytime it, stripper, it, I still love you. Exactly, like it was April all walks of life. Like, but I saw the beauty in all of it. The lights are. April blue. It was just. What was that? A- April is Daytime the reason stripper. that you wouldn't have the confidence now because you feel like because you're not skinny and little that. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, she. For the, me, the, it's the it's the back rolls. A friend of mine is a BBW. Oh, a BBW. A friend of mine is a BBW, and that's she right. is a stri- stripper. Bi- beautiful black woman oh, but big I beautiful black oh i know woman. what it means i'm black you know? no i'm telling <laughs> i'd look at she, she i thought i thought i heard pam she ask i thought i heard pam ask and she is on the other side of you i know you know what it is baby <laughs> Uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, yeah, but for, for me, that's where, I mean, we, like I said, we we were talking earlier about boob jobs, and I've had a boob lift. I actually have a great rack. I just never awesome. show it off. I, I just, I'm so real super self-conscious about it. That's you better show off that rack. 
Yeah, you better. Get to <laughs> now, see, look, full circle, we're objectifying no, each other. No. Now that you've said that, oh God, you have no. to prove it. No, no, no. <laughs> Is it Mardi Gras yet? Show us your they, tits. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. What are they still doing? The Stern show all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're supposed to be like socialist, progressive people, and I'm like, tits, tits. <laughs> but we, we talked about you, strippers unionizing, so yeah. yeah. But I, I'd say sex work should be legalized. It should be women's work should be monetized it's, equitably. I agree. Uh, it, it makes me crazy. It's called labor when you have a baby. It's yeah. called labor well, and you get nothing. Sex for work it. is legalized in Canada. It's not like a radical that, notion to legalize sex work. In Amsterdam? Yeah. In Amsterdam. And people are. I, I went to the Museum of Prostitution in Amsterdam and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. And you walk through an old brothel, and it's like an old age. You get to be in the window. It's so fun. You oh, get to cool. be in the you get to be in the window for a little bit, <laughs> and you listen cute. to this old. Um, she's an ex prostitute. She was a prostitute for like forty years, and she tells you these stories as you're going through this old house and all these rooms, and it's so cool and weird. But it's they talk about how dangerous it used to be and when it started because of Napoleon, and because they were shipbuilding. You know, they were, the the Dutch were the original capitalists. They built ships for everybody. They were like, we'll sell them to the fuck. You guys they fight with each other. We'll yeah. build the ships. We don't give a fuck. Like They're pretty good at sailing, too. Yeah. 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 Sounds so like a real sexy Alcatraz. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Sexy <laughs> Alcatraz. <laughs> Hot Catraz. But so it was, they talk about all the history of prostitution, and it was really, really interesting. And, and that she was like, this is my job, and it's real. And you get to turn people away, and there's people to help yeah. you, and you have to have, there's all of this medical stuff involved, and mm-hmm. you and even back in the in Napoleon's days, um, they call it the red light district because w- the prostitutes, they either had a red card or a white card. A white card meant that they were diseased and they are not allowed. They had syphilis right now or whatever they had. So you had a white card and people knew that, that you had STDs or STIs or whatever the fuck we call them. But if you had a red card, that means you were good to go. And that's why they started red calling it go. the red light district because they all had the red cards. And then they changed it later with electricity into red lights. But it started with Napoleon. Napoleon was into his army not dying of syphilis. (laughs) Oh, I see. He's like, you need to be (laughs) card-carrying sex workers. (laughs) We we went to Amsterdam in summer. We took took my father-in-law, who is an 80-year-old man, and he's from the Midwest, and he has no idea that any of that life exists. And we did the (laughs) tour, and it's around the old church, and they gave us the tour, and they said, and then there's this there's this unofficial line, so you were saintly if you could go to the church. And it's literally like the red district goes right red around district. the church. It's 16 yards wide, the, the gap, and if you worked in that, you couldn't go to the other. And uh, and we're doing the tour, it was fantastic, and the ladies saying, you should engage, you should talk, you will learn. And, and they, you know, some, if they're not too busy, they'll tell you about their lives. And what she didn't say is what the blue light meant. Oh, I don't know about the blue light. That's the transsexuals. Oh. And and my father-in-law didn't know that either. And he knocked on the window, and she, he, showed her what was available. And he's gone back to the Midwest. He ain't coming back anytime soon. <laughs> that's, that's, he's not coming back till he's done his canning. I never saw any blue lights. I've only seen. I, I've I only seen. It's a smaller market. Yeah. To think he didn't know anything about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> turns out he's very educated on the matter. Yeah. Yep. His, his, he still doesn't talk about it. It was. Uh, <laughs> See, I wish Hoen was that classy again. Ho- Hoen? Hoen. Is that is, 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 is that the old term? What no, I'm just being. No, oh. we still say hoes. Oh, okay. In, in my demographic. Oh, it's a verb, right? <laughs> 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 
no, it, it, it seemed a little bit more organized with like brothels and stuff. Like I love going to New Orleans because they still have like brothels and stuff, but they're sh- you know they're, it's not like in Nevada. I mean, there's like brothels everywhere, yeah, but but it's like it's usually like you know that this spot is and you know it still has that old timey feel in New Orleans. The oh, the homestead yes. the homestead here on 19th and Folsom that in it was a brothel. There was a secret upstairs so they have a back room that they still use for like parties it's a super super back room but there What's used the to be it's <laughs> a, no 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 it's a, it's, it's 19th and Folsom it's it's a cool old ring it's a, yeah. but yeah. It, there's not a brothel anymore <laughs> <laughs> but in like 1904 there was but they still have the secret back room and there was a secret stairwell that went upstairs so there's these upstairs there's all these apartments that people live in now but historically back in the day also someone was killed in the head with a ball peen pa- ball, ball peen hammer in that back room oh. and uh, oh, there shit. was a huge qu- and the, when back when journalism was real the journalists <laughs> of the examiner did all the spelunking and figured it out and it was connected with a rape and murder up at something else oh, and they put it all together somebody, some sheet metal worker some, yeah some crazy shit I from Cleveland no it was all, <laughs> it was all, it was all San yet. Francisco <laughs> But so it, there's a lot of weird historical. That's cool. cool. There was a lot of like sex work, I think, in oh, for sure. San oh, Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For you, I remember you showed a, we did a show where she showed the, how much worth each ethnicity of woman <gasps> oh, right. was. Back in uh, the gold rush days. During the gold rush. Yeah. Damn. So it's another thing about brothels around a church. So if you think about Union Square and Union that Square back mm-hmm. in the day, that's where all the churches were and they all lined mm-hmm. those streets. Now it's just the churches of commerce. Ha ha ha. Saks Fifth Avenue. And the Neiman Markups. Neiman Markups. So they're all there around. But that was all originally the churches that were there. And so Maiden Lane was right off that and that's, that's where all the prostitutes street. were. And Maiden Lane's still there, but no, it's all hoity-toity places, you know, like, it has, Boutiques like, $15 ice cream. Yeah. It's Jimmy Choo's shoes or whatever it is. But it used to be the prostitute lane, and they valued them differently by race. You know, I, uh, I used to volunteer at the cemetery there in Boulder, and one of the things that I learned from the, the main groundskeeper was that they did not mark the prostitutes' graves, not out of disrespect, b- because they didn't want Grandpa to know where to go in the middle of the night. <laughs> so I guess, you know, our fa- our founding cowboy fathers, uh, mining fathers, uh, believed in an afterlife right there on Earth uh, or something. <laughs> <laughs> back, in, back in the old days when there was, you know, the pioneers were coming out, the women owned the bars. The women, yeah. the women ran yeah. the brothels. The, the women had the, yeah. the women built the churches. So there's the, the oh, sorry. No, no. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Well, there's a really interesting brothel story in Portland. I used to be a Portland tour guide where there's this woman who had her brothel on a floating house. Oh, and no. it was like, I think it was between like uh, like the East East Portland and West Portland. And anytime like the cops try to raid her, she would just like pull up stakes and like go down the river with That's everybody. Cool. Yeah, oh, wow. That so is she didn't have to pay dues to either side hug. of the river because she was kind of an she international was water. The river. Yeah, She was the river. Yeah. <laughs> just around the river bend. She was uh, Pocahontas. She's like, there. come on, hoes, get on this boat. <laughs> <laughs> Boats and hoes. Boats sure. and hoes. Historic. <laughs> they call it the first profession. Yeah. And yet we still demonize it and don't let women claim that as a legitimate form of work. When we still stigmatize it and look down upon it and go, you're a hoe, you're this. But, but it's like that. Why? Why do we stigmatize work like that? When I was little, my mom would always say, if you don't study, 
you can always dig ditches. Like, you can always, the world needs more ditch diggers yeah. too, Pam. But it's like, but. Because your parents were Republican. Well, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but what is wrong with oh manual labor? I mean, doing and making and building for people is important and should be applauded and why, why do we say well if you work with your body you're not as good as someone who sits around behind a desk eating ho-hos passing <laughs> around memos like why is why is somebody <laughs> actually <memos. laughs> at tps reports I, tps yeah. reports yeah. <laughs> you know my life offended you so yeah. much uh, <laughs> get out of your suit <laughs> uh, but, it, but but seriously but why don't we that's the thing that's crazy well, is i think in a more socialist leaning like you need to eat too we have all these food service workers and right. we, and exactly. not farmers yeah. but farmers you, are gross and dirty or whatever you know, i mean farmers no, get no, paid. farmers have got money they where, got money where, where, where the shit this brass yeah uh, that's, that's farmers <laughs> got some serious bank Every one, of, they every just one of those cows is two and a half thousand dollars at kill weight minimum. They just oh got uh, they just got uh, welfare from the Trump administration. The yes. Subsidies. Subsidies. Government no, subsidies. It's called welfare. Yeah. My thing is I don't want to make it pretty. I'm yeah. like no, but call no, it what it is. But that's the thing it is, is that welfare, just the but same. and it is yeah. and, and they're like but when, subsidies, you, when you think yes. about when you think about welfare there's there's a there's a spectrum so i i'm on welfare because i have food stamps and i have medi-cal now we we also stigmatize this word welfare but exactly. how come on one side we stigmatize but on the other subsidies that's no that's, problem that's exactly but that's right. welfare that's it's welfare. all under the same umbrella absolutely and yet we stigmatize poor you know people. why you and know why you is, know why i know but we don't know people's stories either hey and that's the other thing demonizing single moms they work harder than everyone else so what they're not as uh, mm. it makes me so mad it's like they're working so hard and you're and then you're like oh single mom like why do we? <laughs> I feel like society does this. It's not all just America. Well, like childcare work in general is so underpaid oh in this yeah. country. Yes. Actually, oh back in Portland, one of the that's only because the single moms can't afford to pay what yeah. they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not because they're undervalued. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously. Like I, I feel very highly valued. But yeah, I mean, if you talk about it online, God forbid, you'll get all these men getting on board being like well if you wanted a better paying job like be a civil engineer and i'm like hey Fuck you guys you. keep having kids like it's not like, <laughs> the demand is there right. the value exactly. isn't like yeah. anyone that has to deal with children you are so getting <laughs> underpaid mm-hmm. like we're not even gonna i mean you're a teacher xxx teacher you yeah, know there was a there was a woman online i uh, saw she i think she was out of texas or what have you that finally like went to her um the uh the uh, oh she teacher. resigned she resigned at the meeting yeah, yeah. she resigned at the and meeting you know said, what i'm talking this about this is not about you this and is not I, yeah i was with her all the way she was absolutely she, amazing oh excuse wow. me it was in kansas it was shawnee kansas yeah it was a teacher that basically said like you know they basically hadn't gotten raises and stuff. Yeah. They have been underpaid. And then the, the raise that they were going to get was like, what, 1%? Oh, it was derogatory. It was like, yeah, it was, it was dirty. It wasn't just yeah. a firearm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Here's your raise. It's that's one yeah, right. It's that's probably a only a hundred. Like they paid so little. That's socialism. When I got when I got out of college, my first job was teaching, and I was making twenty four thousand dollars a year. And that was it in, hasn't gone up since that's then. In 90, that was in ninety seven. Yeah. So and twenty that, years later, you're maybe making forty if you're lucky. Wow. Like it's bad. It's, it's so bad. funny. So I left when I left. I was I no was at, I was at like thirty four because you know every year you go up or whatever. And I said to myself at that point, I was like, if I don't get out of this now, in 10 years, I'm going to wake up 
and I'm still going to be doing this. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to be, and I'm, I, I had to get out. I it's couldn't. Totally th- it's it a really thankless job. It's a really thankless And especially in public school teaching. Oh, yeah, I'm like sure. It is no respect. No, yeah, it's it's difficult. Well, special ed was a little different because everyone was like, you're doing what no one else wants to do. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Like, people would bring me donuts or coffee. They'd be like, thank you. You just you just stop, keep not bothering us yeah, and we're you, good. Just keep them away. <laughs> just Stay yeah. in the basement. Just keep the weirdos <laughs> over there and no more throwing desks. As long as they don't smell like pee, we're good. good. Like, <laughs> yeah. But no, it was it, it was they they like special ed teachers, but regular ed. Oh my god, yeah. the parents are on your ass. Oh yeah, parents. That's and what then, I would. Uh, that's like the worst part of working with kids. But you're a preschool teacher, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. Now oh. I make more money as a nanny now. Oh so yeah. Oh I wow. Do that. So how much um, does a if you can? How much does a nanny make in Portland? Um, it, no, in San Diego, oh, you San Diego. you can do okay because you have all those like. You know. wealthy people. Uh, La Jolla, I, worked, yeah. I worked at the La Jolla yeah. Family Jewish Community Center, the Lawrence oh, Family Jewish Community that's Center. A good I was a program. Yeah, I yeah. was a camp counselor there for 12 years. Oh, that's cute. Okay, I'm yeah. going to use you as a reference, Pam. For yeah. <laughs> I need a job. Get in there, Sandy. <laughs> yeah. So wait, you were making more. You're making more now I, as a nanny. Like I would work. I worked at this vegan fucking daycare. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, you can swear. <laughs> no, you can swear. Oh, you can swear. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I worked at this vegan daycare. Um, in in Portland and I was making like 11 do- I knew I, I was making maybe 11 25 11 50 and oh, I knew no. that my oh. the the tuition from one month was like probably like $80,000 are you just kidding me oh she was making bank and then and now her old um wow. the the daycare franchise she used to own has all unionized because they're fucking like I had friends who were like so underpaid and so overworked like they were getting kidney stones. Like a friend got an ulcer. Like another friend who was like sober for three years, like started drinking again. Like and it's a vegan. It was, and it's yeah, a it vegan so childcare. I mean, it's like, like vegan until like, and she would buy all these like finches, like these birds, like for educational purposes, and no one would like water them over the weekend. And they would so, die. And she would just buy more. It was. I was like, this is not a vegan daycare. Like, stop buying animals. You're not taking care of. That's insane. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh god, yeah. So I got out of there. So I was making eleven fifty there. And God. now I'm I'm making like just under twenty as a nanny in San Diego now. That so. is that's mortifying. Yeah, it's bad. Is she I one mean, of those hippy dippy kind of broads ugh, too? Man, she was like she was a business major, so like <laughs> she's a business major and like had done like in home daycares. So like she just saw kids as like little dollar signs. Aww. It was ridiculous. I oh god, I hated it. I mean, good a good food program poorly executed everything else and she like started she didn't really know like a lot of child pedagogy so she would be like oh well I like this like Italian like philosophy of like painting on the walls or whatever and then like we also like weren't able to say no to kids so by preschool by preschool (laughs) they were little violent monsters yeah and it was ridiculous how do you yeah. sell? How oh, do you, like, like, oh, yeah. I, children absolutely need to be told no all the time. You have to set boundaries, yeah. and no is a boundary. Yeah, no is a boundary. You can't yeah. and stop. You yeah, that's you gotta, no me consent. Yeah, yeah, and you got to know Portland is gentrifying more and more every day. Like yeah. it is. That's why I'm in San it's Diego. Just <laughs> all rich white people just pushing like everybody that, out. Yes. I'm, you know, and and I ha- it, I'm one of them. I'm I'm why I moved there. I love it there. And, and we're just kind of part of the problem, you know. You realize it kind of too late, but 
Do you have a joke about vegan daycare? Because I feel like that is a God, ripe, yeah. ripe area. I don't. I feel like there's an act out. There's a mom. I don't there's think totally. there's a kid's totally. like one hour special in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't even have to move yeah. from it. Well, like, the, the vegan, the yuppie, the vegan the yuppie daycare. parents were super competitive with each other. So That's if they saw saying. one kid getting potty trained, they'd be like, oh, well, my child's ready for potty training. I'm like, no, she's not. Yeah. Um, oh, my. All cloth diapers. So oh. I was like, I was like oh cleaning God. out poo poo out of cloth diapers. A class worth, like uh, like ten kids. Wow. Oh, oh God. I have jokes about working at a vegetarian hospital, so please tell me you have great jokes yeah. about. I mean, I I mostly have just yeah. That was like the only thing I can mine kind of it. You've got stuff. It. <laughs> it I go to like a trance. A, a, a room full of Karens. Was it just hundreds of Karens every day? Oh, yeah, it was oh. Karens. Oh, my God. Karens and Derek's. That day, sounds like a nightmare. Oh, my God. It was pre- I, I lasted maybe nine months. I didn't last very long at that at that preschool. Some of, so some of those parents should not have children. Well, I, it was like, it was kind of an eye-opener because I was like, you, like, I know small kids aren't for everyone. They're pretty high energy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, these parents who are, like, architects and stuff, they were just like, oh, I thought he would, like, come out. Like, I literally heard this from a mom being like, I thought he'd come out, you know, bouncing a ball or whatever. Like, I didn't know he was going to be this helpless for this long. Wow. <laughs> and then they had another kid. And I was like, are you oh, just shit. peer pressured into having kids because you feel like you might miss out with, like, all of your cohorts having children? Because you really don't like, maybe once the kids are older, they I find they do have a better time with the kids. But, like, oh, man, that those early years, it's not for every adult to be able to do that. Social status children. Oh, what? Social status. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. See, Women have been forced. Children. Yeah. Women. Our two children over here. Women have been forced since the dawn of time. You so, know, yeah. I've decided we're having more children. You will have more children. Right. You know? yeah. I am means a of production. My, I am a pariah in my in-laws because I chose not to have kids, and it, it, oh, it yeah, kind of breaks yeah. my my father-in-law's mind a little bit. He really, really respects my husband and thinks he's a, one of the most intelligent, self-sufficient people in the world. At the same time, he thinks that I have him under my thumb, that I have denied him the right to have children. It just, what? he can't get, wrap his head around the fact that we discussed it for years before it we got It was a conversation, yeah. yeah. And it was a, a, a dual decision. I had to pay, uh, I, I had to go to California, pay cash to get my tubes tied, and I had to sign paperwork allowing my, saying my husband allowed me to get my Whoa. tubes tied. I did. And then, you guys don't have to do that. yeah. And then Whoa. in Portland, I kept going from gynecologist to gynecologist to gynecologist to get a hysterectomy because I was bleeding constantly oh and no. I was weak and I was dying. Oh shit! And they would not call it. They would not do it medically because I had uh, never had children. And even though my tubes were tied, I could still have my eggs extracted if I changed my mind. You know, at the last minute and wanted a baby. And uh, I was just furious. And I finally found a Jewish doctor who was like, yeah, just give me the money. I'll do it. (laughs) 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 And and, uh, here we are. (laughs) I feel much better. Because it was making you sick. It was making, it was killing me. Yeah. Yeah, but I was, I was a tramp and a whore and just, and, and just couldn't. 
just nobody could fathom that my husband was like on the same page that I was forcing him. So he's a cuck, you know. Well, and that why aren't we promoting like female heroes or movies, like any yeah. any character, any Down like harassing. a character that makes a choice not to have kids and that's okay, or that it's not even a. a it's just that we. There's no role model. There's no role model that says you don't have to have kids. In fact, that's a great choice. Like, don't have kids. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah, even in my family, it wasn't even like, yeah, you go, girl. It was like, yeah, we agree, you probably shouldn't have children. (laughs) It was bad attitude. Yeah. So I couldn't win on either side. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you can't win. You can't win. Can't win. Can't win. win. My wife and I always say that we can't conceive the idea. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one that's, that's good hilarious one. and do people ask you a lot are you kind of shocked the by moment it? we got married yeah basically that's, from that's there on out was like are you guys having kids, kids? Are you guys having uh, kids? so that's what we just so started nosy, telling people so nosy and we, yeah we decided a long time ago like pretty much like we were friends for a couple of years but like we, when we first started seeing each other we had decided then like we don't ever it's good compatibility yeah. <laughs> to have on that. See, I'm Go like, I, my uh, dude and I have been together for seven years. Ooh, and I'm job. like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. Congrats. Um, basically married, but I ain't got no ring. And I'm afraid of that, too. Yeah. Um, but kids, like, I'm turning a little, you know, I'm in my late 30s. So I'm like, out, I'm at 50-50 right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do I really want to put my body through this? Yeah. Because now I'm starting about starting to think about vanity more. <laughs> because I'm just it's like, important. do I really like? Will Will my body get back to the way it will be? Will I really have to? And I'm not even thinking about the fact of like, you know, it's a child and a choice. Yeah. You're and selfish. but but also too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what about my ass uh, and my stomach? In my stomach, yeah. Because yeah. I remember my mom telling me after she had me, her body never went back, and I felt bad. So I think that got programmed into my head. But mm. also, too, I wouldn't mind having a little fuck face like Aww. me, a mini me they running really around. They are really cute. And I it, do like kids. But it's also like, <laughs> is it that changing moment that people talk about? Or is it just like bullshit? No, like, it, it really like, is. It, 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 it is. God damn it. Nobody they, can they, hurt. They put her in my arm. I, I held her before my wife because, you know. She was there, she had an emergency C set. It was like a butcher's block in there. <laughs> and the uh, I'm still not sure they put everything back. But the uh, but I, I held her and in that moment it was like, Huh, I might actually have to grow up tomorrow. Yeah, I'm see like, that's where and, like and, and and the first and, and you know, you, you you dealt with the little ones. They're easy. Yeah. They when they just lie there and dribble, yeah. those are the good days. Yeah. You you literally, you can be a bad parent for the first six months because you just put them down and they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> you can give them something sharp. They're just going to look at it. They don't want to play with it. They're just going to say, oh, it's shiny. And they're, they're great. But then they, uh, then, then they get to, it, everyone's like the terrible twos. It's not the terrible twos. I don't twos. think twos are terrible. No, the twos are terrible. The, the, the threes are tyrannical and the fucking fours. Yeah, That's fours, the, fours mm-hmm. and fives, they like, it's a developmental stage. They turn into little narcs, and they're like, "That's not the rules." And you're like, "Oh, my mm. kid snitched on me. She's three years yeah. old. She's <laughs> like, she's big snitch." Yeah. She's, she's like, "Mommy, 
Daddy's a bad guy. <laughs> he should go on a timeout. <laughs> what? I, my wife and Carrie. What did he do? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, you know. Wow. He, you know, and, and then the worst thing is they, they, they're they a little emotional terrorists. Yeah. They, they guilt you so they, bad, They I'm can sure. guilt you. Yeah. They, you say no, and then they do the look, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, your wife, your mother got a ring for that look. I'm a soulless monster. I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'm like, those aren't real tears. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I and I talk I never use baby voices. I talk with kids all the time. Yeah, yeah. And with children children on the autistic spectrum, like I tell them, like, I know, I know you're capable. Don't you act. Come on now. Like and I I'll make them do things that people are like, How did you? And I'm like, because 'cause I'm talking to them and yeah. saying, like, I am not gonna put I know everybody else falls for your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Right? I see That's right through you. Classic. Yeah, classic. They're like, That's oh, my shit. my go-to line with kids that are acting up. I'm like, this works on mommy and daddy, but you can scream in my face all day. I'm, yeah. 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 I'm getting yeah. paid yeah. for this. I'm yeah. paid. To s- <laughs> yeah. Or it's like if, if I have to... If I have to get off the bus with a yeah, child or whatever, like when you're a parent and you're on the bus and you've got somewhere to go and you got to do something, you're like, ugh, my kid is screaming, whatever. But if the kid's screaming around me, I take him off the bus and I say, all right, let's just wait until we're ready to get back. The yeah. next bus there will come go. eventually. Yeah. It is I'm different when it's your with you. kid. Oh, yeah. oh, of course and it, it is. Oh, no, no. It's your blood type <laughs> and that's your backup kidney. That's <laughs> you. Get you have name. to. That's that you. It's an investment. That's right. that, that's mm-hmm. the cure to for your alcohol. child's organs. Hey, between now and 18, <laughs> she doesn't have a choice. I can sign her name for her. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Like. Also, and if you know you're as selfish as I know I am, and how and how narcissistic I am, I know I can't share my husband with anybody. Oh, yeah. oh, fair. I know that. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew that the minute he asked me to marry him, I was like, I can never share you with another. Do you have a dog? Uh, we have a cat. A cat, ferrets. yeah, cat. If cat, fer- yeah, perfect. Yeah. Per- yeah, you don't have to share. They don't want to no, share with no, you. No, no, no. no, I mean, I have a joke about the cat. Like, he's the big spoon, she's the little spoon. I'm the bitch on the other side of the bedroom, and everybody's good times. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you have to make that decision. Like, you got to know yourself. Like, yeah. do you have the tolerance for it, or do you think you'll give in to those hormones? That's the, the uh, amount exactly. of stress does kind of. Oh, man, unless you have a really solid relationship, like you probably do with your wife, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard on a marriage. Danica, I can't. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've watched like my friend right now. She's going through it, and she has twins, Ooh. and her husband's sick, and the twins are like they'll be four, so they're coming into that snitch oh, asshole man. phase. Snitch <laughs> asshole um, <laughs> and so you, you know, so she's like trying to deal with her uh, her husband who's sick. And then the children. So that is just like she's pulling her air, hair out, oh, but so she has some really, really good dark jokes yeah. coming out of it, out of all the tragedy <laughs> that she's lining. going through. There is a silver lining with that. Twins. She'll she, never get out of the house. Yeah. She's going to be locked so, in forever. Uh, yeah. So it's just no, like. That's not, that, see, that, that, I'm going to push back on you. That's the kind of thing that gets women thinking the wrong way. Because we, we have friends, she got a single mom with twins. Mm-hmm. And There's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she has a fantastic, and, and the kids are great, and they spend a lot of time at the park, and they, and you know, she works, yeah. and they've got good daycare, but she got her shit together. Yeah. She, and you know, and, and the guy who gave her the kids is an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. Well, that's the thing is, like, Pam, you know, like, you worked with, like, we were employed to look after children. Like, yeah. when I'm off the clock, I get to go home. There's nobody else there. Oh, I me, drink heavily. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
can't feel the need. Just because single women with kids um, are not thriving financially does not mean they don't have their shit together. Yeah. She has. She doesn't uh, have financially. She's making less than $30,000 in San Jose. Okay. But she has got an emergency. She okay. She's, got, she's yeah. got her shit together. She yeah. has got, she knows what she's doing, when she's doing it, how she's achieving it. The kids are fed. They're roofed. They're, they're looked after. She gets time with them. She's got she's a great got support. And she is... Yeah. She is just, and she's not. And one she of those is heading for a nervous breakdown. You, you said something that was much. really They're important, twins. though. You said the fact that she has support, yeah. which is really yeah. nice. But not from family. She she's in a great bit of community. She's got a really right. good community. Yeah. And, and 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 actually, sorry, why guess not? Listen. Sisters supporting one another. <laughs> yeah, and a village. Do. She's got a village. Well, she has. Yeah. She, there's also studies in rats that um, your brain, like mommy brain is a thing, but not like like ditzy, like when you're pregnant. That's pregnant pregnancy brain, quote unquote. <laughs> but mommy brain is like your cerebellum like actually changes to accommodate like um, all of like the, that scheduling, mm-hmm. like all of the executive functioning of taking care of a family. Like your brain structurally changes as a mom to wow. accommodate all of that. So they, there is like clinical studies that are like oh yeah she handled her shit because she's got two little kids mm-hmm. and like she just has to you yeah. know that would make yeah, sense just sounded, what he described yeah, but just sounded like mothering small children mm-hmm. yeah, but I, yeah every yeah. woman who who has small children goes through that i've learned so That's much from this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've learned that <laughs> it, both socially economically and politically narcissists are winning <laughs> yes. <laughs> Way to bring it all together. If women ran the world, the world would be a better place. Aww. We've been telling you Pandering. this for years. Yeah, but <laughs> Pandering. Pandering. You're winning it. Award goes to yeah. Yeah. We need to get, we need to get oh, rid wow. of the glass ceiling. It needs to be a glass floor so we can look up. Oh, okay. oh. Oh. Well, but we're wearing pants. Where's the pants? Back to the bleachers again. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your pants and put on your skirt. It's Mary Kay time. Let's go to work. <laughs> I can't believe you know all that. That's hell yeah. Do you got you guys? Mary Kay product yeah, cosmetics. Mary Mary Kay. Uh, they don't like you to wear pants. They also don't like uh, gay guys to sell their product. I was like, so I got into Mary Kay for just a second because I was like, I had to do something, and I was living in San Diego. I didn't know. So I went to one of the meetings because yes. you know free booze and oh, yeah. no, there wasn't free booze. There was snacks because uh, they're all they were finger foods. I was like, oh, free food. I'm in. But uh, that was one of the things. They all stand up and they do this little cheer at the beginning. Shut and it's about up. take off your pants so and put on your skirt. Freaking. It's Mary Kay time. Let's go to work. That's and I, I wanted, so two of my buddies who live in Hillcrest, one of them was drag queen. And I was like, you should get into selling Mary Kay because you could sell Mary Kay to all your drag queen friends. He's like, yeah. that's good product. I don't see why not. And they <laughs> were like, Mary Kay was like, no, we don't do that. We don't have men sell our product. And I'm like, what about drag queens? And they're like, definitely not. No, definitely not. Which I couldn't believe. And this was like in 2006. So I'm like, seriously? 2006 in San Diego, you aren't progressive enough to let a drag queen sell your fucking Do you know how much money they would have made? I know, right? I'm like, seriously. like a product. Yeah. I mean, some of the drag queens would have totally ate that shit up. Absolutely. The little cases, it all comes together. I know. Mix and match thing. Like. Wow, they're fucking lost. Who doesn't love convenience? Oh, who doesn't love that homophobia? I know, but that's what I thought. You know what that is. But also, just that they're they're like, wearing a skirt somehow makes you more professional. 
or whatever. I know. Tigger says what? <laughs> uh, just a tag mark for the people. It's it's one o'clock. We've been in it for an hour. It's the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. You at high noon to two. Uh, we haven't necessarily been talking about the news, probably because it's too depressing. Uh, I mean, y- yeah. I'll go through the names. I'm joined by my co-host <laughs> Latoya. We've got Billy Joe Gillespie out of Boulder, Colorado. Maggie O'Neill out of San Diego. Jeremy Demery out of Cleveland, Ohio. John Garside from like Sunnyvale or something like that. And <laughs> somewhere on the peninsula. <laughs> and we have April Gallaty also hanging out out of Portland. It's a big it's a big mix today. Is West yeah. Coast strong? I mean and 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 Midwest. And it's Midwest. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't li- I don't mind being like the the only one or number two. Well, no, you we've know, got Colorado's Midwest, Midwest right? No, no, that's, no, that's the rock. No, rock, okay. Well, rock. Latoya did not like that. That's the Rockies. I'm native. I'm half Native American, so I'm used to being like the minority. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- my grandfather was born on a reservation in Oklahoma, in Muskogee. So no, I, yeah, we got. Yeah. You never know. That's quite a family history. <laughs> oh yeah. Oklahoma? Oh yeah. It's a wow. sad ass state, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mean, just, yeah. Growing up in Oklahoma, though, leads to great jokes. <laughs> I grew up in Lone That's Grove. That's right. You told me and that And I last have night. wonderful jokes about Lone Grove that are really hidden. <laughs> With people in Lone Grove? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I also have jokes about what it's like to go back now that I have a YouTube channel and they've seen the jokes. Oh. <laughs> 